I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. I heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Oh, God! Oh, please! All right, then. It is time to start the show. Welcome to Roast Mortem. My name is Tom. I'm a Travis. I am your Cody for this evening. And I'm Mike. Yeah, there's that <laughs> there timing. There he is. There's the man of the hour. It's like How you doing, Mike? Music to my ears <laughs> when I hear your voices, boys. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Swing low, sweet chariot. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> what? Make it that easy for us. Yeah, you're not like it's not actually music. You have a terrible voice, um, but it gives me the same feeling when I hear a good tune. You know, oh, here's my friends. Ah. Here's a song by a band called Roast Mortem. How was your week, everyone, Roast Mortem? Boom, boom, ch, boom, boom, ch, boom, boom, ch, boom, yeah, boom, ch. yeah. Tell me about yeah. your week. Boom, boom, ch, boom, boom, ch, I was doing research this week. Awesome research for an awesome episode we're about to listen to. I've also been working out a lot. What you doing? Curls? I'm doing all the, the, the body weight stuff, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, some free weights. I'm feeling real good. Uh, I've cut out red meat for, for a little while. I am... Yeah, good job. I'm feeling very healthy. Uh, healthy enough where I feel like I can start saying bro. <laughs> he's, he's lost to us. Bruh. This Open open uh, casting for a fourth Roast Mortem member again. All right, bro, uh, just let me do this episode. He's not the first, Tom. Let me, no. <laughs> let, me, let me just do this one episode, okay, man? I'll show you how this goes, bro. New Tom. Ruined. New Mortem. Uh, guy tonight, he's a bro. Tom got spoiled. Oh, yeah. Tom is like a spoiled milk now. He's all curled and he's ruined. He's trying to get lumpy. I don't. I like when things are creamy. I'm thinking Smooth. about doing CrossFit. And you cha- changed a lot. Yeah. Tom, I feel like you've logged more hours in the gym. You've gone on and off your gym things. Uh, I've gone to the gym for a little bit too, and I think I sharted myself a few times. How many times have you shart yourself? Uh, none, because I'm not a human waste. Oh, yeah. yeah, but this is heavy lifting. You know, this is uh, working out. I'm working out my, my history brain. Well, that means it's working, Travis. I'm, I'm glad you asked. I, uh, I've never sharted myself as my ass has more retention than a Ziploc bag. Yeah, Tom shits gravel. Yeah. You doing some ass kegels? Dude, I keg. I keg up and down. I'm doing squats, man. Actually, I just I found out I was doing squats shot. for the first time. Uh, I was doing them wrong for the first time in 30-something years. Yeah. Someone's just uh, like you. Uh, yeah. Your knee is uh, overextended. You should really pull back on that. And I was like, "What is going on here? I am so healthy. I'm learning. So I'm ready to go. I'm psyched." Cody, how many squats did you do this week? Uh none on purpose. Sorry to say, <laughs> just all these accidental squats. Like, uh, is there any craft uh, American singles that uh, that uh, are in the back of the refrigerator? Those kind of squats. <laughs> <laughs> I feel those you, good. man. Those are great squats. Real deep. Yeah. deep those are, those are critical those. squats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it says vegetable drawer on the outside, but maybe there's a craft single like that slipped through inside there. 
Wait, do you keep, Don't you keep your craft singles in the vegetables draw too? No, 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 no. They, they get in there sometimes, you know what I mean? When you're in a fucking rush to make a grilled cheese, you knock shit all over the place. Yeah, or- sometimes one or two of those just slip in through into the craft. Right. Well, typically, Cody, correct me if I'm wrong, but in your refrigerator, there is no vegetables. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what, like, the fucking man is trying to, like, virtue signal with his presumptuous vegetable drawer in my fucking refrigerator. <laughs> like, oh, really? It's got an automatic crisping function. Good. I hope That'll this keeps keep my, my Capri Sun's crust, uh, crust yeah. crisp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't, I can't have fucking stale Capri Suns. That'd be a fucking travesty. Speaking of travesty, what's going on, Travis? Oh, <laughs> you know, on, Travis Lee. Oh, I'm trying to think of what I what's been going on with me. I feel like something happened. <laughs> your, your city's on fire. Oh hey, you're yeah, Portland city's on fire. Portland's on fire. Uh, my plants. Got, how bad is it? Uh, it's not as bad as my plants' roots. My plant got root uh, rot. Uh, let me tell you. No coming wow. back from that. You can rebuild the Starbucks if someone breaks all the windows, or you can rebuild a Target, but you oh, can't yeah. fix root rot. Well, I, I, you know, you say there's no coming back from that. I believe there is no coming back from how privileged that sounded. <laughs> <laughs> what about Miracle Grow? No, the roots are fucked, Mike. Are you not listening? Uh, no. Uh, so well, yeah, I'm I, heard, just, I don't know. Maybe I thought it would work. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, if you're if you're out there doing your thing, keep breaking windows. Endorsed by me. All right. In Minecraft. <laughs> Mike. Ugh. What's up? What's going on, dude? <laughs> uh I mean, a week's kind of been boring. Uh this lady sneezed on the iPad at work the other day. That was pretty funny. And uh <laughs> How many times did you drop kicker? Yeah, did you wash your hands, bro? Uh, no, I, I was just like you got the sign still. You have to touch the iPad <laughs> to sign. Like, I wasn't going to clean it off. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was about it. That was like, I mean, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, my week's boring. Yeah. I had two taquitos today. They're pretty good. Uh, you dude, tweeted yeah. about that even. I had yeah, two taquitos. They were real good. I, had I two haven't taqu- had a good taquito in a while. Yeah, I had two steak taquitos last night. It was my first two since the Corongus. Because I was yeah. like, I don't know, people are probably like shitting on them while I'm not looking and giving them Corona. <laughs> but I got my steak yeah. and cheese dog. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, steak nice and cheese dog sounds good. Right? What's that? They're nice and hot and fresh. They're like so good. But when oh, they're like no, rock I think hard, the, they're I terrible. Think the ones I got were actually there since the Corona break outbreak. Oh, the, the, the rock the, ones. Yeah, you, those the rock. ones are like, ugh. You, they're manageable, but damn. I think we should start a, a taquito review <laughs> website. Yeah. Like. Well, first of oh all, do you know the only to. taquitos to like redneck Americans? They're actually called like flautas. Oh. Uh, yeah, but What's no a one flautas. All the flautas. A, a real taquito. No, well, like, that doesn't taquito. come out of a Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven. Mexican people call like taquitos. Seven Eleven, a corporation run out of Japan. Made a taquito. The first one to ever do it. It just means little taco. But it's not even the shape of a taco. Yeah, little taco in Japanese. (laughs) Taquito-san. What do they make at 724? You know? I have no idea, Mike. It's not not prime. 724? Yeah, so Tom, 
who is on the Chapman's slab today. Effortless transition. All right, bro. I'm great. I'm, uh, all right, bro. I'm pretty glad you asked. I got to yeah, slow down. Yeah. I'm very excited to talk about this guy. He's a bro. He's a real guy. Um, oh, boy. We're going to oh, talk word. tonight about a gentleman by the name of John Romulus Brinkley. What a fucking name. Oh, yeah. Romulus and Remus wolf titties. Yeah. I'm totally in the dark about this. Yeah, you so didn't even too. tell me his name until like eight minutes ago. Yeah. Total disclosure. No one except me on this podcast knows anything about this guy. Um, Does that make your dick feel hard? <laughs> well, here's the thing, Cody. John Rom was the kind of guy to make your dick get hard. He was the get oh, nice hard guy. Oh, I'm already liking this guy. I already like when people make things on my body hard. This like, is why excited he wasn't a raccoon. This is why I didn't tell you who we were doing tonight. Just so I could really catch you off guard, tell you about a man who knew all the things <laughs> that need to be known. The dude who knew how to save America from its softness and get it hard. Get all of America super fucking hard. John Brinkley was enough stud to share. Okay? Well, he, uh, but but uh, wait, would studs need to be shared? Would he be the alpha stud? Is there a stud shortage? Studs? Yeah. Studs He's get tired. Studs. studs get tired. But if you're a stud like J. Ron Brink, then you don't get tired. You understand? So he's like an ever stud? Are we roasting yes. a porn star? Uh, no, John Sins? Better. This is not John Sins, but John Sins <gasps> oh. probably really, really looked up to this guy in his research for his current role oh. and profession. <laughs> I gasped American so hard. hard. Yep. My family suffocated. Uh, so he's a famous doctor treating honest Americans, just taking care of everyone. He's a radio personality. Everyone loves this fucking guy. He even ran for office once, uh, nearly becoming the governor of Kansas. This guy's amazing, okay? It's fucking amazing. So, all right. So, I'm going to start talking about this super smart, super nice, very handsome, rich man, uh, John Romulus Brinkley. How much mayonnaise does he own, first of all? Because we're talking oh. about a smart man, we got to see about his mayonnaise reserves. Because well, if his mayonnaise re reserves are low, you know, the economy might dip. You might not have yeah. enough mayonnaise in the future. His condiment portfolio. Condiment portfolio is important. Ranch as a little side asset. I mean, we're talking about a smart man here, right? Based Bro. This man, if he chose to be, could have been the Mayo economy. <laughs> what? Ew. Yeah. Is Mayo that creamy? Yes, that creamy. All right. So, obviously, you can't have a super stud gentleman without a super stud father. No, so, stud doesn't fall, fall from the uh, stud tree. Yeah, so I figure I got to introduce this guy. His name is John Richard Brinkley. Um, ah, cool. He's a, he's a guy with, you know, probably really masculine hands and just like a, a a jacket that's always about to bust he's got the machismo <laughs> oh, yeah. and he passes that down to his son he was a medic for the confederate army oh wow uh, so, so he's he, he sawing foots off and shit yeah exactly like you know ah well i gotta save um you know this guy who's trying to have slaves it's not very nice but this is my job i guess I don't know. Old Jebediah got one in the knee near the old hickory tree. Go saw his leg off and throw him back on the front line for them Yankees. That, yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty much, that's what he was doing. So this guy, he married a, a uh, woman named Sarah, or Sarah Sally. 
She went by Sally, oh. but she was a Sarah. I wasn't correcting myself. Uh, a, so Sally Mingus. Um, mm. So they're all married and stuff, but Sally has a niece that moves into a into the house named Sarah Burnett. And John's like, I'm going to bang your niece, okay? So, <laughs> yeah. So now, uh, her dad, uh, excuse me, John's John's dad has just now banged his mom, but that's not really his wife. It's like a weird stepmom mother situation. So, uh, Sarah Burnett has John Brinkley on July eighth, eighteen eighty five, in a town called Beta in oh. North Carolina. <laughs> what is this? Well, I mean, here's the thing: when you're dealing with studs and Minguses. And yeah. he, everyone knows what a mingus is, but like with a of stud, course. you know, it's just like finding a stud in the wall. You know, he doesn't know where his penis is going to land. Might just might just go in the wrong place. Right hit a stud. Got to knock on the wall. That's what you got to do. Exactly. Yeah. So when you you know, it's like it's hard. It's very hard, Mike. Sometimes it's you got if you're looking for a stud in a, in some drywall, you got to throw your Sally Mingus on it and see what you come <laughs> up with. Yeah. Yeah. So John Richard, his wife Sarah, Sally Mingus, uh, John uh. Rom's mother, Sarah Burnett, and John Rom lived in a small cabin in, in the mountains, staying poor as fuck, probably by choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, John, Wait, the Appalachian like Mountains? Where is he? Uh, they're in North Carolina. So this oh, is no, a, yeah, yes. Ap Appalachia. Appalachia. Um, John's mother died when he was just five years old of pneumonia and tuberculosis. Twofer. Whoa! Uh, the family unit then moved to a different cabin where John Richard would die five years later, leaving John and his aunt stepmother Sally to fend for themselves. Did he die like a stud? Yeah, he died like a stud. He, his son's ten years old. He's just like this kid's taking over for me. I'm gonna. He's like I'm a salmon stud, you know. <laughs> yeah. So like, well, I, I a job he, here's done. He survived. He's ten. I'm dying <laughs> yeah, now. He's just Starts disintegrating like a Thanos <laughs> snap, just like I'm out. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about mountain folk here. They're probably eating squirrels. They're probably Buffalo. foraging for berries. They're probably digging fish out of the dirt with their the bare mud. dicks. Yeah, exactly. So now you have um, outhouses. That's how Hell you're gonna yeah. get all those diseases, Mike. Um. So that whole arrangement didn't last very long as Sally tossed John into some kind of mountainous boarding school where he was taught how to rake leaves and shit. Whatever they teach a mountain boarding school. <laughs> Raking well, leaves 101. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes the leaves fall on the rocks that are high up in the mountains and you must belay. Science. That's French. Down to the leaves and rake them up. <laughs> Learned everything. At age 16, after he completed his education, he began working, delivering letters, and sending telegrams in beta. There's a mailman. After he figured or, uh, out how to telegraph well enough, <laughs> he went to New York City to work for Western Union. He hated that right. shit, so he went to Jersey to work for the railroad. Oh. But he left that gig when he heard this... Um, you know, that his aunt stepmom wasn't doing too well, and he wanted to see her through her final days. So she dies uh, December 25th, Christmas of old times. You know, she's supposed to be married. I guess she's the tree now. Uh, 1906. <laughs> and John had to start all over again. He's like, I don't want to be a fucking stupid guy 
doing telegrams and working on railroads. I want to be a doctor. He wished he became a doctor because his dad was a doctor. I want to be a doctor. All right. Wait, what was he a doctor of? Pussies? Yes, he had two <laughs> PhDs. It was of pussy and of, of sawing Confederate soldiers' legs off. Oh, you have Remember? to be a doctor to do that? I don't. I just imagine they just grab someone out of a. Okay. I don't know. So <laughs> this might be a theme throughout this episode, but maybe some exaggerated truths on John's part. He's like, "Oh, my dad was a medic. He used to. Uh, he's a doctor. That's what I meant to say." <laughs> doctor. So onion soup. Yeah, he wants to help all those sick people. <laughs> like you know, his whole family died. So he's like, "I wish I could help these folks." So while in beta. He met up with his school time sweetheart, Sally Wyke, and they got married on January 27th, 1907. That's sweet. Very 1907? Mm-hmm. Another Sally? Uh, another Sally. The two were poor and decided that that was no way to be. Don't be poor. <laughs> no, Let's yeah. be rich, they said. Yeah, All right, yeah sure. <laughs> so they began one of the finest medicine shows, traveling town to town, putting on theatrical performances, slinging vials and tubes of potions and tonics to all the people that were willing to listen to them and willing to open their pockets. Oh. Yeah. And most of those vials have those cocaine people. in them, right? Um, if you're lucky. Snake oil? Yeah, snake oil, Mike. That's, it's, snake oil is nothing. Yeah. Like, cocaine is It's good. a placebo stuff, right? Yeah, they, they throw a little, they, they put like some cherry juice. Buying and, it? Uh, yeah, that's it. That's the game. You know, you don't, th there's no proof or anything. It's just like, yeah. you say it's a cure-all. You're flim-flam. Right. Yeah. It's Good like stuff. you go to a, you go to the doctor. and Must he, work. Yeah, it's like if you went to the doctor and you're like, I don't know, my tummy hurts. And he just like makes a Shirley Temple. Just gives temple. you an onion. He makes you a you Shirley onion. Temple. And he's like, it's will be good. You're going to like it. It's going to make your stomach better. <laughs> well, You're going to be good. That would, that would help. Anyway. <laughs> Pats you on the head. <laughs> That's a $35 copay. In Knoxville, Tennessee, he met a dude named Dr. Burke, who was probably a PhD in literature or small rocks. Yeah, right. Dr. Burke had this <laughs> shop where people would come to him and say things like, my dick is too soft. My wife's going to leave me. The shaft is like a flat, um, uh, it's like a flat egg noodle with the tip of a raspberry covered in motor oil. Doctor, yeah. please help me. <laughs> <laughs> Verbatim, the words yeah. of a man with ED. <laughs> right. So, so Dr. Burke and Brinkley got along just fine because Dr. Burke was like, I help guys with shitty cocks. Pe and penis. and yeah, Brinkley's like, well, I, my dad's a stud. I'm second. I'm half stud. Um, <laughs> so they decided to to hang out for for some time, and he eventually started working with him at this. Um, it, it was a dick museum. It was a syphilitic dick museum that this cool. Doctor Burke was running. So there's like pickled wieners well, that on the shelf. Neat. Yeah, like there was all these displays Whoa. of like uh, this is what happens if your dick is bad with syphilis. Uh, here's the first month, the second month. It was a whole museum of just different that. stages of dickisms. And this I want to go trip? this field trip. I I would love to go to this too. Apparently, they were very popular at the time. Oh wow! Why aren't there more? We have the stupid one in New York City, the Museum of Sex, and there's shitty bouncy poops. I want to see a fucking rotting dick in a jar. You don't want to see boobs? 
No, but like the bouncy castle <laughs> full of boobs. Like I don't know. Like why? What? Uh, what? I don't know either. Well, this was meant to scare the the people. The museum was free. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm not scared. I'm not, right. my dick's not gonna look like that. So I a guy walk in boy. there. A guy walk I'm in there and he goes, "Oh man, uh, it's pretty crazy." And they go, "Well, you just got you just walked in. You should go to the back of the museum where they show the worst dicks." Yeah, by the time they want to see that. Yeah, by the time the the guys in the back of the museum. He's just taking vials of peanut medicine, like left and right, every emptying every pocket, just like give me all this penis medicine. <laughs> oh, he's feeding he's in the gift shop. I had a friend that went to the bodies museum. You remember when that was a thing? Oh, I went there. Yeah, I went there too. Yeah, yeah and uh, so he went there, and there's like the the exhibit where they show like this is your lungs when you smoke cigarettes, and it looks like all a, the cigarettes it looks like a grape. Yeah, right. Yeah, like a shitty grape. Yeah, or raisin. Yes. I guess that's a uh, shitty. Any other place grape, to donate right? your cigarettes afterwards? Yeah. Place to donate your cigarettes. He went in and he just like reached into the donate your cigarettes and just yeah, filled his free cigarettes. <laughs> He's like, fuck yeah! It's amazing. It's smart. Yeah, right. Yeah, dude, free cigarettes. That's a smart idea. They're not saying it's who they're donating it to. I don't trust. Yeah. I think they were donating like it to the garbage. Your choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, garbage. So keep in mind, uh, around this time in America, medical science was a giant joke. Um, the kind of joke that would be something along the lines like this. You go to the hospital because you broke a toe or you, you have a headache. And the next thing you know, you're sharing a hospital room with a kid named Arthur who's got rickets and won't shut up about it. And for some reason, you die because you were fed tainted donkey meat because... As a cure for your headache, the doctors gave it to you. Now you're dead. And Arthur gets to tell the tale over and over again to his new roommate. Because once you're in the hospital for rickets, you stay there. Because you're no help to dad if you can't work the field. Do you know what I'm getting no. at? Like, shit. Do you understand what I'm saying with this? It's like rickets. It's bent up legs. Oh, bent up legs? Oh, God. Yeah, they're just shitty legs. Terrible Funny thing leg. to have. So, like, Mike, you ever been to Subway or Jimmy John's? I'm in a Subway. Yeah. A bunch. So you go there, and instead of getting a foot long, I take your foot long, and yeah. I step on it. And that's what your legs look like. Yeah. Oh. That's what rickets are. Well, I didn't ask for that. Don't worry about it. God didn't ask... Wait, you didn't ask <laughs> God to give you rickets. At least, get my, at least get my soda. Right. No one wants rickets at this time, because then you end up in a hospital. And nobody wants to go to the hospital, because you just died in a hospital. America was ready for miracle cures and alternative medicines. The guys yeah. traveling with midgets and world-class federals or dudes with dick museums were as good as anybody. Yeah. Still true today. Yep. Reiki. You're so angry about Reiki. I hate Reiki. I hate Reiki. Just because you what, you have magic fucking hands that you don't even touch my body. It's not even a like a chiropractor who's fucking your back up and saying it's good. <laughs> You're just like touching the air around me and then asking for a hundred dollars. Well, I mean, some people just need to have the air around them touched, dude. Maybe it's a sensation. Yeah. yeah. More people more people need to get actually touched. More we need to get more tuggies. You know, that's how you get the venom out. I agree wholeheartedly, yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty same. sure that our dude John Brinkley would agree with that. So now, by nineteen oh eight, he and Sally had these two kids. And they got another one barreling down the cervix, so John was ready to go straight. No more of this song and dance to sell nerd ropes to farmers' wives. John <laughs> had his fill of dishing out Dr. Burke's cock meds and decided to move up to North 
uh, up north to Chicago. Hey. The American Medical Association, or the AMA, was located there, bringing in some of the world's finest medical practitioners and educators to that city. John enrolled in the Bennett Medical College, which was basically the Art Institute for Medicine and nowhere near the finest. Art Institute of Medicine? You got it. Yeah, you know what Art Institute is, Mike? You, you, paint, you paint as a doctor or something? He's getting like it. You're getting it. That's it. All right, well, those of you at home, it's not that. If you don't know what Art Institute is, um, think DeVry. Oh, so it's like online classes? It's it's bullshit. It's like <laughs> you're not really getting... Phoenix? Phoenix, Phoenix University? Phoenix. Yes, that's a good one. All right. All right, Trump, so to be fair, Trump it University. wasn't the worst school in the area. Um, it did not subscribe to some of the period practices like uh, bleeding and mercury treatment. It actually um, had foregone that, which was better than most. Uh, but as for the rest of their science, it was just like, yeah, put rice on your head for a day and you'll be that leg's going to be fantastic. Well, right now we're we're what turn of the century, so isn't all the rage like uh, hydrotherapy, right? We've talked about that a lot, right? I'm sure they're like, I don't know, we just put this guy in a tub and then we put some mercury in there and we boiled him, and now he's great. As good as new. <laughs> there was a lot of that back then. You're not wrong. That sounded promising. It does sound promising, right? Hot pocket treatment. Back then, I would have believed it. Honestly, you almost believe it now. Don't lie. <laughs> a little bit. Sounds kind of nice. Like being in a hot tub with like. I want to be Mike's doctor and like just ask him to do <laughs> weird shit every time he hurts himself. Like he'll have a concussion and I'm I'll just be like eat thirteen radishes in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna you, hurt him, but you're gonna make it. him I, shit I out radishes. Feel better. Yeah. We we should make a <laughs> reality TV show where we're just uh, pretend doctors. Oh, like Impractical Jokers, like but Impractical scrubs, Doctors. But yeah, funny. but like, it's kind of like that, but people like get seriously hurt. But it's okay, because it's reality TV. Right. Hey, you do it live at a hospital. Yeah. Half, the, half of the bits are just us walking into a room with someone who has a compound fracture and throwing yeah. up on the ground and leaving. <laughs> tapping, yeah. a, <laughs> tapping a clipboard and throwing up. <laughs> well, it seems to be the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have four shins? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, while going to school, he um he worked punching in telegraphs at night to support the family. He began drinking and he worked hard and he drank more. And in Chicago, drinking was the shit because yeah. the water there was actually tainted by the livestock industry and caused all kinds of diseases. So everyone oh, drank, it was normal, but he drank more somehow. So the cows be poo-poo in the water. <laughs> and the water is no good, so you gotta drink beer and liquors. I'm putting it for the people out there, safe. so they understand safe. what you say tainted. How they, what they know. Amen. How tainted. Amen, bro. I cannot oh, argue yeah, that. That's pretty gross. All right, bros. Uh, so Sally saw John turning into a crusty booger of a man, and wasn't really into it. <laughs> uh, I see. Uh, she left him and returned. Gotta be a doctor, though. Well, here's the thing, John. Uh, I, I just called you John, but you're Mike. I'm reading about John. It is John. Mike, right? <laughs> How me. dare you. So she left him and returned several times. They had a really uh, shitty relationship. Uh, he was a drunk bastard and quit school just a year before graduating, claiming he didn't have the money to oh. pay tuition. 
So at this point, uh, Sally is back briefly. So he packs them all up and moves them to North Carolina to work as a unlicensed physician. Dude. What could go wrong? Nice. Those are my what favorite. Who's checking? Have you ever passed you a know? strip mall and it's like dentistry, but it's it's the same signage for that like the Chinese food shop beforehand. Owned? Yeah, it's yep. like next to the Foot Locker. Right, like oh, that. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Or it's the only places. store in the strip mall. Yeah, favorite places to go. Yeah, we'll pull the fucking tooth for like thirty bucks. Why not? I want more unlicensed doctors. That's yeah. our. We don't need social socialized healthcare. We just need more unlicensed doctors. I went to get a crown yeah, filled, pharmacist. and I got a mouthful of baby corn. <laughs> Five stars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, doctor, I think I cut my hand open. It's bleeding and everywhere. Put this cream of spinach on it, and you'll be fine. Thanks, delicious <laughs> doctor. Uh, From Panera. Wow, I feel so much better. The doctor was actually the green giant. <laughs> oh. He is tall. Um, anyway, he moved the family a few more times. Uh, New York, Chicago. Then Sally had too much of this fucking stud and decided to leave him, taking the kids. Probably for the best, you know, because uh, John's okay. a lot of guy to share. Let him go. Uh, the two didn't bother getting divorced or anything. They just called it a day. And John went back to Chicago trying to be a doctor. Uh, hard trying. Hard trying. He's almost there. Well, he's in Chicago. He? Uh, yeah, he's a year, a year away from graduating, right? You said? Well, Mike, <laughs> you, you know what? You have, a, you have a point because that's the logical way to look at this. But we, we're going to... We're gonna throw some logic out the window for the sake of time on this, because love long it. Well, now he doesn't have a wife and kids anymore. He's got more time. Yeah, well, to study. Well, I'm talking about our time because I have a huge uh, script in front of me, and we are. Oh, sorry, sorry. We are at the. We have ten more pages. I just got through two, so. Oof. Dear God. So in Chicago, he met his next business partner, a one-armed man named James E. Crawford. Uh, the two borrowed some money from some less-than-savory characters and opened up a shop down in Greenville, South Carolina, called Greenville Electromedic Doctors. Yeah! Oh. yeah. Crawford went by Dr. Burf, uh, Dr. Burke uh, to help the image and to steal some valor from John's old friend with the Syphilitic Museum, uh, who they visited on their way uh, to Greenville. I'm this guy now. Well... It, it kind of works, because if you have a trusted name in one city and someone tells you about it, franchises were hard. You could have two You could have two Burger Kings that are totally different operations. One could have Whoppers, that, and the other one could have shit burgers. why Hungry Jacks exists in Australia. Exactly. Franchising was a new thing in America. Wait, what's a Hungry Jack, and where can I get its burgers? In Australia. <laughs> there was already an establishment in Australia called Burger King before the franchise got there. So Burger King has to be called uh, Hungry Jacks in Australia. What? They use the same <laughs> font and logo and everything. It literally just really? says Hungry Jacks instead of Burger King in Australia. Wait, it's like, same logo? It's yeah, close, just yeah. not the name. Isn't that the same thing with Lowe's and Walker's Crisps? Yeah. Lowe's, Walker no, Crisps. Lay's. Lay's, Lay's, yeah, Lay's and Walker's, not Lowe's. Yeah, Lowe's um, is paint. That's where you but I usually like to eat paint instead of the chips. Paint chips are great. <laughs> well, paint dude. chips, they're delicious. And I, and I think, Travis, you and I like once did a commercial for Caesars, but when we did it for Canada, we couldn't use their catch line, pizza, pizza, 
because there was already an established Canadian franchise called Pizza Pizza. So for the Canadian version, we literally had to say pizza twice. Yeah, that's the stupidest get for pizza. Yeah. Pizza twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, either way, uh, so it, it happens here in America today. It happens in, uh, internationally all the time. Look at rallies and checkers. That's the same business. I don't know how the fuck that happened. Yeah. Oh, um, that's so that. weird. Or Carl's Jr. Ra- rallies and Carl's Jr. Anyway. Uh, they claim to administer electric medicine from Germany that would make people shoot electric semens out of their body at dazzling yeah. speed. Oh, German oh, machining, man. Yes. Uh, the patient cool. would pay Greenville Electromedic doctors a $25 fee. Now that's $700 back then. And John would inject Sheesh. them with some water and some blue food dye. Uh, give them a yeah. lollipop. And then tell them to go fire off a few test rounds across their wives' stomach and see the kind of firepower they're dealing with. What? Whoa, that's all you had to do? Oh, yeah, you just my. get a little blue water shot. Wait, so we're talking about like Raiden from fucking Mortal Kombat, but with your jisms? That's what they pitched it as, and I I, I wasn't there. Dude, um, I guess it must work because I'm sold. Hook me up. Doctor, <laughs> well, I'm gonna try it a little bit. We'll come. We'll talk about the legitimacy of this whole thing. But either way, this guy's still broke. He's on the bros team. You understand? Yeah, all right. When people started complaining because they're still barely dribbling little loads out of their skin carrot, and the rent and utility <laughs> bills start piling up, the partners made a run for it. Oh, thirty to forty Greenville merchants were given shitty checks on the way out of town. Wait, you said utility bills? We're piling up. Were people yeah. actually expecting to like come electricity and power their homes with it? Oh no! What I'm saying is that oh, the lights for the practice, the lights for the practice. It was okay. they were basically there for like two months, and they opened up credit lines, utilities being like mm. anything. Because wow, back then if you opened a business, you just you opened a credit line everywhere and paid them later. I mean, so they just dipped out. Still of do. Well, you have to do that through Visa. Like There's that. a middleman now. Uh, you understand? Damn, damn, Visa, I just want to shoot electric sperms. What's wrong with the world today? <laughs> yeah, right, crazy. <laughs> Fucking Visa. Yeah. So uh, Crawford had some friends in Memphis, so the two shot over there to enjoy themselves for a while. This is where Brinkley met his average height woman named Minnie, uh, his future <laughs> wife. Awesome. Uh, not my words, but... She had this talent of looking great in one photo and then looking like a gap-toothed hill- hillbilly in the next. This is true. If you Google this woman, you'll be very confused going from picture to picture. It's all about finding your perfect angle. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, everyone knows it because you, you go on your Instagram, you go on your Facebook. You're like, let me put the perfect filter, perfect angle. Everyone knows their angle. Yeah, you just morphed your face now. Yeah, now it's, now it's way different. But if you, uh, yeah, Google mini... M-I-N-N-I-E Brinkley, B-R-I-N-K-L-E-Y, and you will look at a, you'll see a yeah. woman who might look attractive sometimes and then might look like she's going to rip the skin off of it's your shoulders, lighting. like some kind of angry baboon. Yeah, she got some crazy teeth. Right? Oh my god! Yeah, I, I see it. <laughs> Dude, her this holding is- that baby, I think she's gonna eat it! Yeah, that's John Jr. We'll get to him later. Or John the third. Anyway, 
the two wed just five days after they met. Oh. Um, but technically, John was still married to Sally. In his mind, he's just like, who cares? Whatever. <laughs> no one's going to find out. So uh, yes, they went on a honeymoon him. out west somewhere, and John kind of let it slip. He's just like, oh, yeah, I forgot I'm married already. Uh, <laughs> when, <laughs> when they returned home, Minnie told her father, and that dude was fucking pissed. And Minnie's father had money, so like, John's a smart guy. He's just like, go where the money is. That's what a stud does. You know, they find money, they find women. Um, stud finder. Stud finder, yes. It's like um, adult friend finder, but for studs. Right. So just as uh, shit was getting hot out in Memphis, and his, his new father-in-law was about to rip his asshole in half, um, the Greenville Sheriff Department came to Memphis looking for John. Uh-oh. Oh. Now, this is a highly improbable event at the time, as... News traveled much slower than any person could back in the day, and rarely would local police leave their county lines unless there was a murder. Yeah, I guess I mean, there was just so many complaints. He just pissed off so many fucking people. They used to say that that news traveled as fast as a horse's taint, and let me tell you, it's a little bit longer than our taint, but <sighs> it's pretty slow. It's like a forearm. What are you talking it's about? It's as fucking fast as the horse, so you could have just left that tank part out of the metaphor entirely. Nope. Uh, that's the phrase. I didn't make it up. I don't know. Probably old Jebediah did. Out on the frontier. The dying frontier. I think I heard that in Oregon Trail. Yeah, see? So John was taken to Greenville Jail and charged with forgery and practicing without a license. The police caught his pal Crawford 10 days later, and they were each held on $3,000 bail. Mm. Their lawyer got them a deal, and they were able to pay a one-time fee, consolidating the numerous bounce checks, um, which I think was less than $3,000. Um, no victims of the faulty treatment stepped forward to testify against the legitimacy of the business <laughs> because it was embarrassing. Yeah, I was going to say they wouldn't want to do that. Like, oh, this guy uh, promised me a literal... Uh, wizard staff for a penis and I didn't get it. He's, uh, yeah, and it's like, I already had a <laughs> shitty cock and guess what? My cock's still shitty. No one's gonna say that. You're right. So yeah, no one stepped forward. They, they basically were just tried for the um, bounce checks and it wasn't even tried. They just reached a settlement. So, so mm. have you guys returned anything on Amazon recently? How you can just go to a UPS center, right? I don't I'm return like, anything on Amazon. I, don't really I just throw it out. It it's also <laughs> cheap. <laughs> So they have this thing now where you can just go to an a a UPS and just like give them back the product. You don't have to box it up or anything. It's like, ah, oh, it doesn't work. I wonder how many dildos, how many butt plugs someone bought on Amazon that just, just they're unwiped. too ashamed to go return at UPS. Like, I don't know. I got this seven inch penis and it doesn't fit. Could UPS it back? Return, please. Yeah. In, in the similar effect, I, I firsthand happened experience this myself like strip clubs will double charge your credit or debit card oh yeah and hope you're too embarrassed to go to your bank and be like uh, this uh strip club double charged me like I, that 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 maneuver was tried on me once and let me just tell you no fucking shame like i went right up to my fucking bank and be like hey <laughs> titty bar got me twice and they were just like, we're on it, sir. And I'm just like, hmm, I like this. That's what America is supposed to be about. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. why you, you bank with one of the most American companies out there. Like, yeah, titty bar, we know it. We love yeah. it. Um, <laughs> bank with USAA, man. So, 
Now, Crawford took care of most of the bill with his leftover money, but um, John spent most of his. Brinkley spent it all. Uh, so his new father-in-law actually sent him $200 via wire to help him get out of jail. Send it by wire. Yes. Now, John knew for a fact that he did not want to go to jail again. And one <laughs> way he could do this <laughs> okay. is by practicing medicine legally. As he had well, that's tried fucking to do boring. Before. Fuck off with that. What are you, a doctor? So, off to St. Louis with John to enroll hey. in a medical school. John still owed Burnett Medical College up in Chicago some money, so they refused to send his transcripts. So, John did the next best Damn. thing and bought himself a shady degree from the Eclectic Medical University for $100. <laughs> Wow, wow. steel. Oh, so what, what is that back in the day? That's pretty good. This allowed him to practice medicine in eight states. What were those eight states? Sheesh. It, Kansas was one for oh, sure. Is that easy back Kansas. then? Kansas. Yeah, Mississippi, there's, of course, they don't care. That's like basically a medical research lab anyway. Yeah, thank uh, God for Mississippi. Yeah. I mean, we're, you, talk, we're talking about like a place where it's like, I, I don't know, I have... Oh my god, I have pan- North Dakota? I have a- my pancreas is about to explode. Throw that crocodile on the pancreas. We'll get it right out real quick. Get it out real yeah. quick. Yeah! Yeah, rip it right out. Crocectomy. John, yeah. uh, I keep saying John. I don't know why. Uh, Mike, did you just ask if it was good in North Dakota? Yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're wrong, Michael! <laughs> Couldn't be practicing in Butte up there. What about South Dakota? Oh, Possibly. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, another move he did was finally get that divorce from Sally so Minnie and he could legally marry. Uh, I think he pushed for this one pretty hard because Minnie's dad was rich, as I mentioned, and you always want a contingency plan. Yeah. I'm not do that. Yeah. Yeah. And find me a rich girl. You find me a rich girl while you're looking. Yeah, dude, if you find a... Uh, so she has friends. If you find a um a nightclub um round VIP table of of uh, rich girls, let us know. I'll tell my girlfriend to marry yeah. one. Also, <laughs> think an old man that might want to have his an old man that might want to have his peepee sucked for like to be on the will. I'll do it. Whatever. You suck an what old he, man's peepee he, he, for want to be on the will. Yeah, just make a wish right there, Travis. But make a Dude, wish. He, the exchange. You might be able to inherit his uh, used toenails. Yeah, or maybe it's Buick. I want. No, I need. Yeah, I need cash in hand now. I don't need a promise later. If I'm gonna suck an old fucking, uh, uh, if I'm gonna suck a, a a flesh prune, I need that <laughs> money right now. Because I don't. I don't do promises. <laughs> and, and here's the thing: like old folks might have like Confederate money or like bonds in a company that doesn't exist anymore. Dude, but they could have bonds yeah. in the Coca Cola money. I'm just saying, yeah. though. I want cash in hand. I don't want that cash app shit. I don't want that. Yeah, uh, fifty stuff. now, fifty later. No, all of it nah, now. Nah, nah, nah. And then I'll and then I'll fucking uh, I'll bore you to I'll death. You one. I'll bore you to death before <laughs> I can even get down. Small there. bills. That's a move. All right. So his first general practitioner office was in a small town of Judsonia, Arkansas. He entered the town quite loudly to drum up business. He even rented horses a couple times a week, making a scene and screaming about how he was, uh, how his expert services were needed urgently. 
and then ride out of town as fast as possible, hoping this performance would give some credibility amongst the town folks, but it didn't. <laughs> so what would he do? He would just go behind, like, the nearest, like, fucking, like, billboard and just smoke cigarettes for, like, a week and a half? Uh, it would be like and a day. It would be like a day where he would just go camp somewhere, like, or or come back like five hours later. He might just sit, you know, smoke cigarettes and hang out. It's kind of like an ice cream man, kind of. Yeah, but just imagine Except that scene. Not ice cream. Imagine like just sitting at your office and doing nothing. You're like, I got an idea. And oh, that's probably boring. Getting loud as fuck, going. I need a horse rental in five minutes. Urgency. Yeah, <laughs> I, I needed. I feel like the modern day equivalent is any, like, major corporation's Twitter account. How so? It's just like, uh, what's happening in the world today? It's on fire? Okay, cool. Uh, let's just, like, hashtag all the activism tweets right now. Well, I need something. Release the horses on the internet. I, I think that those two ideas are cousins in yeah. heart. Where it's like it's just showboating, uh, trying to drum up some business. I love, I love the visual of this guy, in my head, like him running out of his office when nothing is happening. Go on, take the horse, and then getting on the horse, and be like, "I'll be back. My services are needed entirely." <laughs> yeah, I, I like to imagine him as like a floppy muppet just doing all this, like, <laughs> like horse, please. Yeah, yeah, I that. him with Tourette's. So. Uh, he then worked as a GP at a meat packing factory, watching goats bang away right in front of his eyes, right before he cho- right be- before being chopped Good into stuff. hamburger. That goats job sounds enchanting. It does. <laughs> <laughs> now, the year was 1917, and the Great War was raging on. Oh, and John was drafted to be an Army Reserves doctor. Stationed at Fort Bliss, El Paso, Texas, John claimed in his self-published biography uh, that he worked as hard as 10 men in this role. Those who worked with him claimed that he lay in sickbay for most of the two months, moaning. Yeah. Gold brick it. Mm -hmm. Like most champions, the army gave him the boot. (laughs) Oh, little little Doc Martin of the booty? Mm. Yeah, you gotta... You know it's a good booting when it hits the prostate just right on the way out. Oh. Doesn't that sting? Cody, we have so to be good. we have to say prostate or cervix. Legally. <laughs> Are yeah, those we, the same to you? Well, well, we have to make sure that our entire audience can relate. Yes. It's okay, not the right same, it's just uh, you know, uh the boot might enter a different region and there's no prostate in the other ones. You know what I'm saying? Well put yeah, I mean, put your put yourself in in the opposite sex's head for a second. You can't. You don't know what it's like to not have no. the penis. You don't know what it's like to have bobs. You're no. a bro, oh, bro. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Mike knows. Oh, I Mike do too. I know, yeah, I know I how it feels. Amazed. All right. Well, that's you know. Here we are. Yeah. Um. So he's out of the army now. So through some new pa- news. Ah, so through some newspapers or smoke signals or. Tall tales. He heard that a small town of Milford, Kansas, was looking for a doctor. Milford. Ooh, small town full of milfs, looking for Milford. a doctor. Milford. Milford. I need. So in October of 1917, Minnie and John hauled oh. uh, uh, hauled ass to that dirty little town. 
<laughs> John was under the impression that Milford had a population of 2,000, but it in fact had been lost in translation, this population number, and it was actually 200. How are numbers lost in translation? They're <laughs> universal. Know. Well, if, if I had a 200-person town and I was trying to get, like, anything, I'd probably fudge the numbers a bit myself. Oops, extra O right here. This one is yeah. for the Olive Garden we installed in town. It's not actually a zero, yeah. it's for, 200 for, Olive for Garden. Two, yeah, an Olive <laughs> yeah. Garden with a, a, a seating capacity of 140 <laughs> in a town oh, no. that has 200 people in it. I like that and The idea. thing is, with like a 200-person town, it, it, you run into those things where like the same person has two jobs. So it'll be like the general manager of the Olive Garden is also the mayor, and like the undertaker is also the barber. Oh, yeah, dude, that's, that's what it is. So the town center was two blocks long, and the train station was in a goddamn cornfield. Yeah, Minnie, Minnie actually burst into tears upon arriving to this town. <laughs> this town fucking sucked, <laughs> but they stayed anyway because John he already agreed to do it, and he was like, "I got nothing else, and I'm good at running away from things. So if this doesn't work out in two weeks, I'll leave." I mean, you so know John, that he probably showed up, and he was like, "The people, the people need me." So let's get yeah. back to Brinkley. Brinkley shows up in this little town of Milford, and he rented this the lower floor of a building, office in front. The two of them slept in the back. Uh, they made a little drugstore office, and John made it a point to talk to everyone and go out of his way to be super nice to everybody. Um, it was only 200 people, so his practice isn't going well. <laughs> yeah, well that's how it is. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's just, a, that's just uh, how many penises are there? I mean, probably half. Um, well, I, I believe that women are born more frequently than men, so that's probably, I don't know. Whatever. We're looking at 104 women? Yeah, I mean, there's still only so many amount of people that are like, hey, I just need to shoot electric bolts out of my dick. Bingo. Okay, so then one day, an oafish okay. farmer named Bill Stitchworth came to Brinkley's office. Yeah. He's all fat and loose, and he's like, starts talking to Brinkley about how he's got this flat tire on his unicycle, you know what I mean? His, no. Well, his dick doesn't work. It's all floppy. It's a mushy produce. Uh, Dude, you, know? just, you just hit us over the head with the Cialis commercial. Come on! Come on! <laughs> I'm all... Oh, gee, Willie, uh... Lucy, my tire's Flat. You should probably get Cialis, and we can sleep well, I, in different bathtubs <laughs> with our face down in the water. <laughs> yeah. Good night, Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so John's like, he's like, okay, I see your mushy fucking produce thing. Um, look, man, <laughs> I've Christ. done all kinds of studies with electronic medicine and tonics, and overall, you're pretty much toast. There's nothing for you, old Bill. I ain't got nothing. I've never made a dick really hard in my life. I've been a flim-flam man. Mm. And the story goes is that yeah. after the two sat pondering for some time, staring out the window at some livestock, Bill says, Man, I wish I had some billy goat nuts. <laughs> I'm interested. What's going? What's, what's happening? Uh, somehow, this put the idea of xenotransplantation of goat testicles into the nutsacks of human dudes. Oh my god! This is the best dude ever. Uh, this is truck nuts of goat men 
on dicks. I am amazed. This existed? This is a history? <laughs> I'm going to tell you how much this This exists. is a history. <laughs> this is a history. It's a real history. <laughs> oh! Dude! I'm still, I'm still trying to grapple with this. Okay. So there's two. Notes have big nuts. That's the first thing I've learned in, in that revelation. And they fuck hard. I'm just also, fuck- I'm just imagining two dudes sitting on the porch, like, watching a lone goat. <laughs> you know, yeah, cross the like, road. It, He's like, "Hell, well, uh, John, see them, see them low hangers, see them fucking, see them two bowling balls that are attached by some thin gelatin sack." That ain't no Ford Ranchero. That's a goat. And that ain't <laughs> yep. no truck nuts. Them is real <laughs> organic nuts. Oh. Yep. <laughs> so, two stories about how this whole thing gets started. Uh, Brinkley said that it was Stitchworth's idea and that he wouldn't leave the office until John agreed to do the operation. The Stitchworths, the entire family claimed that it was all Brinkley's idea and he paid Billy hundreds of dollars to be the first patient. I hate this. Either way, the operation happened late one night and nine months later, Billy had his first child. Wait. Hey, congratulations, Don't congratulate him. Wait, he had a goat child? Did he have Satan? What is it? Goat balls have goat sesamin in them. Yeah, but it's not about the sesamin. It's about the hormones. Stitchworth began spreading the word about his sick new loads, and the other farmers came trickling in. Wait, there was a, literally a South Park episode about this. Is there? Yeah, where they're trying to, they're microwaving their balls to, like, get a cannabis. But that's not for loads. That's just to smoke weed. I it's know, but loads. I'm just saying, like, it's like literally one dude gets a goat ball. And he's like, hey, 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 Carl, check out these nuts. And he, like, pulls them out. Check out these nuts in a totally heterosexual way. Don't worry. I'm not trying to pick you up, but check these boys out. I mean, as much as I think South Park is a very funny show, I got nothing. Um, they could not write this. I'm what so I'm about to tell you. Right okay. now. So there's even an advertisement of JR holding the first ever goat gland baby. Um what? and it was still alive today. What's that? That baby still alive today? Uh, yeah, uh, could still be, old man could now. be, because they were born. Man? They were born what? in the 1920s, so they might be alive. That is cool. <laughs> they might I be 90 something. So uh, gross. Um, grosser. So this was great timing for a couple reasons. One is that due to the war, there was a lack of young men in America, and in order to preserve the American way, older men were socially obliged to continue mating. So <laughs> it's not such a bad obligation. Socially Secondly, obliged. Well, that th- that that was the truth, though. Back then, they were like, "Oh man, you bro, you got some in you still? You got to keep squirting because we got all these men over there dying in France and in, in holes. We got to fill up the economy. Yeah, fill up those other yeah. holes, French that are holes. Here. Yeah. So, secondly, America had seen so many new inventions over the past five, six years. Airplanes, electricity, radio. Why the hell wouldn't there be uh, uh, some science to make uh, their dangling tofu noodle into a piping hot thermos filled with ounces of hot white chocolate? It all made sense. 
Thirdly, legitimate scientists had begun studying the magic of glands and hormones. The world was ready for the goat gland transplant guy. No, they weren't. <laughs> I hate this. They, I, the world is not ready is now in 2020. <laughs> Mike, it could be. I think that's a good question. Dude, uh, I want goat nuts. Ooh. No, you don't. Well, why don't you hear me oh, out? Me too. You might still want goat nuts by the end of this. Okay, I'm just I can't saying. actually. I can't honestly say it's a bad move. Wait, but you know what's weird? <laughs> Hold on. This is a, this is. A, I'm right now. We're going into the scientific theory zone right now, and I'm talking real. As a man of science, I'm going to talk about real. So, if I took your nuts, put them on me, and I got someone pregnant, that's your kid. Yeah, so you could of. have ghost yeah. kids. Like if you die, I don't even know if that's true. If you die, oh my god, uh, I want to have a ghost baby. No, you can't well, actually do that. Um, there was actually <sighs> lots of experiments done at this time because glands were kind of the the wave of the future through the twenties and early thirties uh, uh, about things that would give people eternal life and all this shit. So there were all kinds of shady experiments happening where. Um, people were getting uh, people on death row's balls and throwing them into other prisoners to see what happened. Really? That's fine. And the claims were outlandish. He's not the only this. gland, crazy gland doctor, but he is the I biggest I hate the word one. gland. Stop saying gland. <laughs> gland standing. Gland. I think gland oh, is I love grosser glands. than moist. Uh, oh, moist? I had a girlfriend glands? who hated the word moist. And they all do. I don't know. I changed We've lost mind. four patrons by... Moist gland. Yeah, I don't get moist gland. Yeah, I don't get why <laughs> yeah. ladies don't like saying moist. Because I mean, that's I've heard it's like moist. You get moist. Like that. Yeah, you get moist. Uh, it's too Jewish sounding. That's why. I'm moist. Moist. The, the one lady I interviewed said she doesn't like what it does to her mouth when she said it. Moist makes her moist. Well, she obviously is handicapped in some capacity. Mm. Yeah. Uh, anyway. By mid-1918, Brinkley opened up the Brinkley Institute in the tiny town of Milford, which was, oh, excuse me, becoming a lot less tiny. <laughs> he was employing people, and the rich men visiting town to get their cock and balls adjusted were paying into the <laughs> hotels, restaurants, bars, and whatnot. J.R. Brinkley was bringing commerce into this little town of Milford. The townspeople loved him for bringing, their, bringing in their entire economy. Before it was just farming, and they had like what eight corns? What's that gonna do? So he really <laughs> won the hearts of these, and he really won the hearts of the townspeople uh, during the widespread Spanish flu epidemic in his facilities oh. as well. Now, some knowledge he gained while living in the mountains made him extremely successful in treating that flu. Out of a few of his hundred patients suffering from the the disease. Only a few died. It was a much lower mortality rate. Sample rate was a lot smaller. Don't know exactly what it was, but either way, the townspeople never forgot that. Right, so here's here's mm. the thing. We're talking about Appalachian medicine. There's actually, like, there's medicine books that come from Appalachia. Like, you can still right. get them, and they're weird. They're really weird. <laughs> like, all right. Like, so, oh, yeah. like, like, some of them are like, I don't know, you could, like, scrape the mold underneath a dead man's taint. I'm using taint again. I'm using taint a lot. And You're that will work. Yeah, it's easy yeah. to go to. Yeah, it's an easy one to go to. 
But like here, so I don't know. Maybe in Appalachia there was some like mon- like you know you could s- cure Spanish flu with a wall or something like that. I, I <laughs> what 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 is happening? All right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he was now the shining star of Milford and started venturing into um, using goat ovaries for women's needs, not surgery, more in the lines of cream and tonics for wrinkles and saggy tits. Uh, The use of goat balls was beyond just a remedy for prong pudding. It was also the cure of emphysema, retardation, uh, hard farts, things like that. Hard farts? Okay. I need that. Yeah, hard farts. Hard farts. Yeah. And he had this... Uh, he had this pitch that was unlike any other flimflam man days, uh, flimflam man's pitch of the market. You see, he would flat out say there's only a 95% chance of this shit working, making him sound more legit than a guarantee. He teamed up with a, um, a, a savvy advertiser named Roy Mosnet uh, to hmm. put, uh, put out the word about his practice. I'm starting to drink too much right now. These words are getting weird. They're getting all fucking soft on Dude, me, bro. Words, um, words like to wiggle, man. I'm just saying, they like to wiggle around. Wiggly words. Wiggling, You're yeah. dyslexic. Nah. Well, we, st- words are dicks. <laughs> so his first advertising campaign gave the AMA some ammo to go after him. AMA, the uh, American Medical Association that I mentioned before up in Chicago. You mentioned As that. Members were, you mentioned that before, and I. Uh, dyslexia kicked in, and I heard MMA. So, bro, Joe Rogan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, bro, Spotify too. Whatever, Joe Rogan. Who gives Yeah, like, bros were like, I don't know, you want to learn medicine? Fucking, why don't you learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu? I'm in going to heal that shit with my thighs when they're wrapped around your creamy neck. Armbar. Armbar for the <laughs> cure. Armbar. So, um... Basically, they they gave this advertising that he started doing gave the the AMA this ammo because quacks would put out ads, and they were designed to look like legit mm. articles. Big problem today still. So the AMA was just like, you know what we're doing? We're gonna do no ads for 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 doctors. Doctors are not allowed to advertise. It's got to be word of mouth. It's got to be. Um, recommendation. Yeah, it's got to be you're working with the. It's a networking thing with with doctors, and I guess that makes sense. They they just don't want people like presenting their crazy flim flam shit as fact uh, in newspapers. I mean, that's getting away with it. That's what the news should do with BuzzFeed. They should also get together. They're like, we don't want this crazy flim flam garbage. But no one thinks that's news. That's the difference. Ah, uh, people do. Everyone I heard it's... them on fucking the other day. People were quoting BuzzFeed. Ugh. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Brinkley did just that. The one thing that they were like, okay, we got to make sure that this, if a guy advertises, it has to look like an advertisement. We can't make them do that. So no advertising, just to go over what I'm saying. So Brinkley made an article about himself. And that's not an advertisement somehow? Well, because it's an art, it's an advertisement space, but he made it look like an article. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Sure. He's got, so indent- anyways- he indents his paragraphs. Oh, look at this. Yeah, so I'm just rambling about this one point, trying to make it clear. But in reality, I don't really know half of the shit that's going on at this time. I'm doing my best here, folks. So anyway, they sent an undercover agent to make an appointment and check this place out. So 
The book Charlatan, which was my main source, describes the place something like this. Happy Harry, the bus driver, would meet the groups of patients at the train station. Give him an old wink. Let him know, hey man. Yeah. Don't yeah, worry, after that. this trip, you're going to be hard. Forever. <laughs> His wife, Minnie, played this magical hostess, handing out ice cream and flowers and making the men feel okay about getting their balls uh, back into riding condition. She was mm. showing her titties off too. I'm sure with that buck. I don't want to see that buck teeth. That buck teeth, titties at. She's like one of those, uh, you know, Halloween decorations where it's like a like a painting of a woman, and you move it a little bit, and it's like a, a ghost. Like that's why I, <laughs> I don't need to see tits. On oh that. yeah! Whoa! That's so accurate. I'm spooked. It's scary and horny, but also my dick don't work, so I don't even know. <laughs> why does that um, rat skeleton ooh. ornament have ears? That's not a bone. <laughs> <laughs> then the doctor would meet the group of men, have a couple drinks with them, and briefly explain the gist of the process. Then he would... <laughs> oh, the gist. Oh, trust me, it's just the gist. Then he would take the patients outside to the goat pen, where they would be able to pick the goat that they uh, most associated <laughs> oh, with. Oh, my like God! Lobster dinner. Yeah, this is like... Yeah, I was gonna say, like, a lobster. like whenever I go to a seafood restaurant, you're like... Uh... Travis, which one, which of these red boys do you do you most relate they're to? They're only red after they're boiled, <laughs> Travis. Not a reddish. They're not bright red. They're be, they're like uh dark red. I don't know. Anyway, rust. That's imagine that. Just like instead of delicious buttery seafood, uh it's you testicles. Sometimes he would even have mm. too many drinks and then just get right onto the operation with the new patients. What, wait, the, too many drinks? <laughs> Oh, because he would be drinking. Yeah. They'd be drinking. So, They're outside looking at goats and they'd be like, all right, I think you're ready to do it. Let's do it. Well, and did he accidentally put the man balls on the goat once or something? Oh, not exactly, but... Oh, um, God. The, the procedure itself was a sloppy mess, sober or drunk. Sometimes Brinkley My would God. just take a sliver of the goat nut and lay it gently on the lower hanging ball of the gentleman. Uh, of course, after he cut the nut sack open. Uh, other times, Ooh. he would just mash oh up the go goat nuts and flick it in there like a booger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, hold on, Tom. Was there anesthesia at this time? Yeah, or? yeah. They, they, these patients were out. They were... Oh, okay. The Ether, anesthetic probably. game was strong in the South. Tom, I have, I have some questions. I have some real no, questions don't. here. I'm not going to make a joke. Well, maybe I have some answers. Maybe I'll we'll be able to help So are you. we just talking about the balls, or are we talking about the scrote as well? Like, is this a goat scrote? Like balls. Or is this like... No, no, this is... This is the gooch. The, the operation never had the scrote on there. Okay. It was... Slice open that fucking ball sack of a, a goat and grab the cherries inside and then slice open the man and put some shit in there. Oh, maybe God. one, but are you maybe tying, some. Are you connecting it? Disgusting. Well, connecting? Cody, let me get to that later. Okay. That's a good, that's a, a very a, good question. There's a vast but, deference of but, different. But so also, wrong. here's the thing is like, why would you pick a goat? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a bull, like, right? The bull goat. is like the masculine macho, like, I know it's a big ass Travis, ball. The goat was right there. Well, like, Travis, these are farmers. Okay, understand this about a bull. A bull only wants to fuck for like a couple of years. Yeah. When farmers have goats, they're like, oh my God, they won't stop fucking their entire lives. What about a rabbit? <laughs> they got smaller ones. You could fit like eight of them in your ball sack. Well, that's a good point, but also they that's come cool. too quick. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, so we just do whatever and then shuffle the deck a little bit. Didn't really matter. Uh, get some of that goat ball sack in the sack. Does he stitch it Great. back up? <laughs> no, they leave you hanging. No, they stitch you back. Uh, what? They, they treat you right. You're, oh, you're usually oh. there for a couple days recovering. Uh, so wait, thanks hold to on. That Professor under- Tom. Professor Tom. Professor yeah. Tom. Uh, what? I'm here. What is the juice that's in your ball sack? You mean seasman or just blood? No, just in the ball sack. Like the juice. I, I don't even know. Cody, do you know the, just the normal juice of the ball sack? Is it blood? I don't think it's blood. I think it's just blood, dude. The water? I don't think anyone knows, really. That's a good question. I, I have no idea. This is weird. It's, I think it's water. I think it's, you think it's water? I think it's like okay. jelly. It's like... Uh, yeah. Or it's pee. Alfredo Parmesan. Or that be pee? Just j- pee, yeah. I mean, I like water better, <laughs> but pee is... It's yeah, Wait, we gotta find this pack. out, dude. We're talking about cutting in the balls. <laughs> dude, I have... Okay, let's revisit that, because I have so much to do. And so much to explain all to right, you. Alright, 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 alright. I'm just... I'm curious. Alright, I know, I understand, but I just got a long one. So, so thanks to that undercover, the AMA now knows the true quackery behind Brinkley. But the public is still game. They like what he's slinging. So Brinkley goes on tours of the East Coast talking to audiences about other procedures he's been developing. He claims that he's working on a xenomorphic eye transplant to cure the blind. Uh, To be clear, this was never actually tried. He was just a good salesman. He was just, you know, like, oh, there's something else I'm thinking. Uh, Uh, He also had one of them them draws, by the way. So if I start doing that every now and then, listen to his radio show. Um, And the goat gland business was booming. And so was his drinking. Brinkley mm. was a dangerous drunk. He drove all the patients out of the hospital once, wielding a butcher knife and yelling about God knows what in the middle of the night. He had taken an oh axe to his neighbor's car. Uh, and another neighbor had to get a restraining order against him. Um, he bought a bear one time because he was trying to make a zoo in Milford. <laughs> That's cool. But when he was drunk... He didn't like the noises that the bear was making, so he just went outside oh, and weird. shot it. Oh, oh, he's terrible. I hate well, him. Tiger, he's nice but the guy. goats, he's balls, dude. The one goats bear, make how many fine balls, noises. You know? All right, so here we go. I mean, he's got not got a regular job. It's not like he's like, okay, uh, time to go down to the old Walmart and fucking clock in. Like, no, he's fucking cutting into penises. So that guy's shell shocked, right? There's no. He's not part of a union. He's not part of like I think he this, can't get count- counseling. Yeah. This guy cared so much it didn't matter. Okay. Like I said, all this um all this crazy shit that was happening in Milford and it still didn't slow down the business much. Uh he brought so much money into the town. He built sidewalks. He he put in a sewer system. He had electricity installed in the town. So this, the town people were like, "All right, so he fucks up a car every now and then. He shoots a bear that he bought. Who cares, you know?" Free sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. In early 1922, Brinkley received an invitation from Harry Chandler, a real estate mogul and the owner of the LA Times, to go to LA to perform his miracle surgery on one of the editors, telling Brinkley that if the surgery was a success, he'd make Brinkley the most well known doctor in America. And if he fucked it up, that would be the end of him. Oh, so he's about to turn into oh, the God. original Dr. Phil. Kind of. Fail. <laughs> so Brinkley uh, sashayed on his way to L.A. And, uh, just like today, L.A. was the world capital for bullshit medicine. 
Brinkley got himself a 30-day license to practice medicine in L.A. Oh, they have those? They have, like, 30-day passes? Uh, yes. They, they apparently, back then, they did. So he began <sighs> slinging nuts. Well, firstly, he blasted a nut into the editor, and the surgery was proclaimed a success a few days later. Then he Good. starts slinging nuts into the Hollywood elite and big money no. investors of L.A. Rumor is what? that Chandler even got himself s- some nuts, too. Uh, for perspective on the whole business for you folks, Brinkley had performed his 1200th operation while in LA. Oh, uh, those poor so people. We have all these conspiracy theorists being like, our species has been infiltrated by reptiles. No, the, the real goats. truther shit is we've been infiltrated by goats. Yeah, with their fucking shady square eyeballs. Fuck them. Yeah. Um. Don't be mad at the goat, dude. Dude, all right, but hold on. You said you were going to mention, does he attach these balls or throw them in? I'm on the edge of my seat because, like, I want to know who just had it. Who on just had balls. a cut-off goat ball just, like, thrown oh. into the mix? Swimming. Travis, Travis, I promise you I will get oh, to that. I can't wait. That's a very crucial part of my information. <laughs> but oh, Lord. It's... It's a way down the line. Oh, I can't wait. So, uh, yeah, uh, those of you who <laughs> feel like Travis and want to know about the actual grafting of the ball, you'll have to hang out. Fuck you, Tom. And listen to one of the finest uh, podcasts, Roast Mortem. Uh, here we are. Right? That's it? Hi. We're just Roast Mortem? Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he began looking for spots in L.A. to open up his new hospital, as Milford was basically still a dirt town. A lot more money to be made in the up-and-coming L.A. area as well. While he was in L.A., Chandler, uh, the guy who brought him there, and him palled around. Chandler showed Brinkley his new radio station that he was building. And this sparked something in Brinkley's bro-smooth brain. Ah. Now, back in Chicago, Brinkley had a bit of trouble brewing. While most of the AMA would ignore this goat surgery fella, and other activities. Journal of American Medical Association, Morris Fishbein, was keeping an eye on him, taking note, and he started developing quite a hatred for this gentleman. Let me guess. You don't like this quackery. Let me guess. Fish, Fishburn, Lawrence Fishburn. Fishbein. Fishburn. Was was a Christian, and the goat, the goat is the devil. So he's putting devil's balls into men to make them more masculine, want more fertile. This is Satan infiltrating the men. You know how sometimes I say things like that in the podcast, and then Cody goes, oh my god, Tom, you're kind of right about that. (laughs) Yeah. You're dead wrong. Dude, no one cared about Satan entering (laughs) your ball sack? Cool. No. Clearly not, because they were paying to have it done. Trust me, you are dead wrong, but for a very funny reason. (laughs) Okay. Travis, so many of these things are going to get answered. This is the most most anxious script you've ever written. Yeah, it's up there, man. (laughs) It's a good story, right? I I was blessed with coming across this guy. Oh, it's a fantastic one. It's not. He had a personal stake in this whole snake oil, miracle cure, charlatan charade, as his daughter was actually killed by medical advice given to him by a 
quack. Hmm. When Brinkley came to Chicago to sell med to sell the medical community on his ideas, he was laughed out of the room and forgotten, <laughs> but not by Fishbein. Fishbein was wow. no dummy. He saw the money that Brinkley was making and knew the nature of his operation uh, would be shameful uh, for anyone to lodge a formal complaint against. He's just like, wait, you're helping people who with something embarrassing? You're, that doesn't leave a lot of room for people to complain about, you know? Why are you going to be embarrassed, yeah, gotta, though? I mean, like, yeah, I wanted my nuts to be bigger. Goat-sized nuts. But, okay, something you have to keep in mind. He's keeping America hard, okay? Let's just say he's keeping America uh, the hardest it's ever why been. Why are life. you upset about that? <laughs> because it's not it's not the male's choice to do it. Oh. The woman is yes. usually sending the man to do what? it, which is even more oh. shameful than not having a a wrecked uh, you know, like a, like a real dowel, you know? This is just a Dowel. And, and this is it. So you never get married. Empty stock. Well, so, well, so Bert's penis is kind of like a ramen noodle that I left out on the counter. It got a little bit hard because it dried out. I but, don't know so. enough about bird penis. Either way, Fishbein, who is a Jew, mm. by the way, which, um, sure. That's some of what Travis was saying before about him, him being a Christian. So Fishbein just collected his thoughts, <laughs> took notes, and yeah. waited to strike. So now we have Brinkley. We understand his operation a bit, and now we see this. We see this oncoming storm of this this brave Jewish man. Brinkley's next blow was from Fishbein. Second-handedly, though, through the California Medical Board, his application for full-time medical practitioner in California was laughed out of the room by the board, thanks to Fishbein sending information about his practices and telling them to inspect his credentials thoroughly, as predicted by Fishbein. Brinkley claimed to have graduated and taken courses in several schools that had no records of ever having him there. Oh, good. Ooh, not good. Look, I mean, if you have a shady degree, just go with it. Yeah. All, mm -hmm. You have the shady degree. You I know? mean, I could, I, it's kind of compared to if you're at a block party and you're, like, trying to hit on this girl, right? Like, oh, my God, we're at a block party. And then, like, later on, yeah. after the pie eating contest is done and you've scarfed your face down, she's like... Well, did I see you up there doing the electric slide? And you're like, yeah, totally. And you're like, no, I didn't. I was wearing gym shorts and like I was sweating a lot. I'm not gonna do the electric <laughs> slide. What? Well, hey, like, why would I be moving? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that that I that mean, was not a personal reference at all. Not I, I was there that time. I remember that. It's fine. <laughs> Back to Milford with our boy John, but not without his new advertising strategy he developed inspired by Chandler's new radio station. Brinkley cool. would acquire a radio broadcast license and would make his own radio station. Now, this is 1922. Radio is very new to the public, and it's not very good. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty much what it is today. Yeah. Um... It had okay. its heyday back in the 70s and 60s and all that shit, but now it's just it's just garbage. So Brinkley hired some engineers, and they they built him a massive radio station, and while they were building, he went to China to perform opera his his goat operation on some very wealthy Chinese folks, uh, including oh. the would-be emperor of China. Had its political structure not changed? Oh well, Chinese medicine—they—I feel like that's right up their alley. 
like rhino horn. You put rhino, you put rhino horn in yeah. my pee pee. <laughs> well, Travis, you said it, <laughs> but I, I, I know where you're going with it. I'm just saying, Asian uh, medicine's 19- kind of weird. That's all. Whatever. Fucking cancel me. <laughs> Someone cancel him already. Yeah. God damn. In 1924, after his tour, Brinkley returned home to his radio station, KFKB, and got to work. His intent was to use the station to provide entertainment and advertise his cock and ball expertise services. Mm. Upon returning from his trip, he had discovered a wall of yellow journalism smearing the good doctor's name. So he went on the attack, talking shit about fake news nonstop. That's what the radio station became. So, wait, we're wow. entering... We went from a ball man, a man that inserts balls into another man's balls, to now Alex Jones. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think Alex that Jones... That still inserts balls. Well, yeah, he inserts balls, because I know, I know how Alex Jones has children. It's out of his balls. Yeah, goat balls. Because he's uh, a man. He has kids. You know, he's a crazy man, but he's still a man. Male vitality. Um, yeah, you can't get kids taken away from you in a uh, custody battle unless you have kids to begin with. <laughs> Oops. Uh, you fucked up, Alex. The Sacramento press had Damn. been after him, publishing his uh, application of lies. The police department of Sacramento even went to Kansas to collect Brinkley on some fraud charges, but the governor of Kansas refused to hand over Brinkley because he was such a valuable asset to the Kansas economy. Mm. Brinkley shifted his story around enough to make it look like uh, he was some kind of martyr on his radio station. And the people liked it. He was a champion for women, claiming that a woman deserves more than her boring, flaccid husband in exchange for her important duties of housewives. Uh, Housewiving. Is that a term? Housewiving? I wrote it here. I was thinking housewivery. Sounds cooler. Housewivery. We'll go with that. Yeah, they're important duties of housewivery. So why doesn't he just take a hippopotamus dick and just attach that to where the dick is? You've already asked the question, why goat? And you're just rephrasing it yeah, with a hippopotamus. Yeah, but we're talking, right? like, we're talking about balls around my dick. I mean, every, obviously these ladies back in the 1920s didn't understand the value of bad dragons. But if if we had a hero like Jonathan here, uh, right, Jonathan, Dude, Jonathan was the hero. You're exactly right. He was he was the one telling the women. He was telling them the truth. They were saying these hardworking mothers needed a man to come home to them after a hard long day of lifting wood, screeching like falcons, kicking down the door yeah. with the vigor of Spanish bull. Already erect and ready to plow their woman into heavily eye-rolling orgasms two, perhaps three times, then making them a French martini and fixing the goddamn door they just busted down. This tactic worked as most of the patients definitely were put there by their wives. Tom just sold me in that. That that Tom was Tom came in hot. I can write shit. I can write sometimes. I can't speak. It's good. I'm lucky I actually spoke that. I'm just thinking if I'm putting myself in my shoes with some 20s housewife, though, I'm just saying, like, I just made fucking seven, seven cherry pies. So I had nothing to do all day. The kids are in school all day. Just pie making. And uh, I want to get fucking shafted. That sounds like fun, though. Hard. 
Yeah. Getting fucked and making pies, Mike. Got to call Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad after this episode. <laughs> well, Mike, Mike, the thing is, we only do dead people on Roast Mortem cast. So, uh, hey, have fun finding his phone number. Mm. So <laughs> then Brinkley starts making claims about his goat gland surgery, being able to uh. reduce prostate size. Uh, something that most other medical associations were trying to figure out how to do. Uh, this helped the business and made him a goddamn star. Well, right. We didn't know mm -hmm. anything about mm -hmm. what the prostate did, right? Like, we were just like, I don't know. And I just, I'm trying to feel good button. It. Yeah. I mean, but now we're like, guess what? Men like that. That's an area that should be massaged. The people at home can't see this, but your backdrop is just three jeweled butt plugs right now. <laughs> oh, it's it's a great time. Yeah. Erogenous well, zone. I don't know how to transition from that. So then he's got this. Let, let's let's move along here because hear me out. Travis, maybe this would be something you'd okay. like. Um, he started a radio show called Medical Question Box. Hundreds of letters were sent to the radio station every day, mostly by women, but, uh, you know, some men, uh, asking medical questions. Brinkley would read a few and diagnose the folks on air. Oh. Then he, oh. then, to go along with this little show, he started the Brinkley Pharmaceutical Association, a network of 500 pharmacists that carried the snake oil that he would prescribe during medical question box. It was the first infomercial. Oh, my wow. God. So this is the... Uh, he's a revolutionary. He's responsible for that shit? He, yeah, he is the so, shit. So, I mean, God bless his oh, soul, man, uh, Billy Mays has to thank this guy. Vince from Slap Chop has to thank this guy when he's beating a hooker. Uh, all, the, all the bimbos on QVC... <laughs> When they're trying to sell all them stupid-ass jewels, they have to thank this guy. Oh, the sham wow. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, you already said Vince. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was thinking of Slap Chop for some reason first before the sham wow. It's the wow. same guy. I know. I, was, I, got, I got confused for a second. I just want to slap some chops myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this racket <laughs> brought in about $15,000 a week. In 1929 money. Wow. Row. Row. So this dude I was loaded. Weird. So naturally, when a man becomes loaded, they become a sex icon for women. Yeah. It's weird. Or addicted to drugs. Automatically. That's true. Uh, well, when some people started catching on, any complaints that were directed at Brinkley would go ignored, and any letters written to the AMA about Brinkley and his creepy dealings were uh, replied to with news that they couldn't actually do anything. Because he wasn't actually doing anything illegal at this point. We're still in the wild west of medicine, folks. <laughs> so Fishbine sees all these all this money coming in, and he sees all this these, these notes piling up. Hey, I went over there and it didn't go so well. And he's furious. Fishbine is like, not doing it. He had doctors writing Fishbine, telling, telling him about patients who were needlessly suffering because they had taken Brinkley's advice and his drugs 
and now they were in much worse condition. So, Fishbein sprung into action again. He started by getting Brinkley's UK medical license revoked. That was easy. It was just a Wait, letter. Wait, he had a UK medicine <laughs> license? Yeah, he was touring around the world oh. and stuff. China wasn't his only stop. He was all oh, over okay. the place. Sorry if I didn't mention that. Okay, so like these guys up in Scotland were like, I drank too much iron brew. My penis cannot get hard. <laughs> Is that what happens? And he's like, oh, I got you, dude. Uh, happens to I me got every you, time. Dude. Scotland, lots of goats. I know about Scotland. We're going to put them inside of you. And here's some cream for it. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> yummy, yummy. <laughs> So, uh, Brinkley starts good. making fun of Fishbein on his radio station daily. That's his. That's how he counteracts. He's just like, oh, he's I'm making money. You're not. You're barely a doctor. You're an editor for a a, a doctor's paper. Who gives a shit? This about sounds you. like a. This so sounds like a YouTube like Keemstar yeah. um, kind of beef. Ah, uh, don't yeah. even. Yeah, I, I, I know nothing. <laughs> I don't care. Back and forth, Brinkley and Fishbein throwing mud. Uh, Brinkley's giant radio radio audience stood by their testicle king. <laughs> okay. Weird. In nineteen thirty, KFKB was the most popular station in the United States, and Brinkley was one of the richest doctors. So Fishbein approached the wow. Federal Radio Commission and the Kansas Medical Board to see if he could stop this dude from slicing more nuts open. Ugh. So the Federal Radio Commission and the Kansas Medical Board separately took him to court. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail on these court so cases, the, other than... The jury was like, did he get bigger nuts? Yeah! Yana, point can proven. You, well, ex they were more... Exhibit A, bigger nuts. They were not... Ju they weren't juries of... Uh, of the of the peers, they were more like hearings. Uh, okay. Okay. Because you have to be granted the licenses, so it's whether they're revoked or not. So, like I said, Brinkley had these. Uh, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but Brinkley had huge amounts of people following him to the courthouses and where the hearings were. Um, he didn't really count on all those people whose lives he fucked up with careless operations to show up. And uh, just in case you were wondering. He fucked up a good amount of patients. He paralyzed people. Yeah, I can only imagine. People were covered in yeah, sores, geez. even some dead folks. Um, he claimed wow. in the case against the Kansas Medical Board, no one ever died in his care, but he had personally signed several death certificates at his hospital. Mm. <laughs> Oops. Wow. Those are for yeah. the goats. Don't worry about uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Shh, shh. So, this one's name was Billy. Some dirty goat nuts. <laughs> Kansas Medical Board took that fucking license away. The Radio Commission took away his broadcast license as well on the basis that the medical question box series was contrary to public interest and he played way too many commercials because apparently they had a rule about how many commercials they could play. Huh. Uh, his shit was 90% commercials for his stuff. <laughs> Technical. Dude, oh. that is my favorite. That's like, Just brainwashing yeah, that's like people. watching TV. Yeah. You know? who, who does that? Or like, yeah, basically. Right. Just constantly like raid shadow legends. It's like, shut up already. <laughs> so he's going from Dr. Phyllis to uh, Howard Sturm. Real quick. <laughs> he's both at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's both How That's Sturm. That's pretty neat, though. And, and Dr. How Phil. So 
Fishbine is feeling real good about this. He's like feeling really Lexington Steel, much harder mm. than Brinkley could have ever made this guy. And Brinkley is feeling kind of like a, a Woody Allen type. Uh, he's pretty upset, but Brinkley isn't going to go anywhere just yet. He's got other moves up his sleeve. In fact, this donkey dong is just getting started. Now, Brinkley decided to run for Kansas governor. Hooray! Three days after losing his medical license in 1938, uh, in 1930 of all time. Yes. Trust me, I'm a doctor. Not anymore. <laughs> this is like Dr. Nick from The Simpsons. Yeah. So his thinking was that if he ran for governor, he won, he'd be able to put whoever he wanted on the medical board and resume this crazy cash-making operation. But he couldn't get his name on the ballot because it was too soon before the election. So he became what's known in as a write-in candidate. Ah. And this campaign was no joke at all. In fact, there were a few campaigning tactics adopted from his campaign that are really? still used today. Wow. He invented the modern huh. campaigner. Whoa. To make up for lost time, he traveled. Brinkley, he, well, he he traveled all over Kansas. He bought a plane from alleged child killer Charles Lindbergh <laughs> and flew from city to city, drawing crowds no like no other governor had ever this done. This is a this is a turn that I did not think was happening in this script. From goat, from yeah. goat ball injections yeah, me to either. the modern day fucked up campaigning strategies. You're going to tell us this guy was the sixth guy to walk on the moon, too, <laughs> later on, aren't you? Just wait that for it, Cody. Sure. It gets. I'm it wait. gets. I'm patient. <laughs> uh, he used all the shit that he learned from being a on-the-road snake oil salesman, like song and dance and chickens on small bicycles, to drum, drum up excitement. He had the talent of the um, his radio station, KFKB, on the payroll. The Kansas people in general did not trust the government at all. And uh, so they saw Brinkley as a persecuted man who was standing up to bureaucratic mobsters. He was a people's person. And his rally showed it. And uh, he, he traveled with his family, Minnie and his little son, Minnie Him, which oh, is Johnny, Johnny Boy. Boy. So, yeah. Does he have goat nuts? Uh, well, he doesn't have, he claims to not have goat nuts. And he made this child on his own without the assistance of nuts. His wow. irises were round, not square. Yes. Dingus. He was going to win the state, and the Republicans and Democrats did something unheard of to make sure that didn't happen, which was work together. Ah! <gasps> the party leaders paid a visit to the Attorney General, William A. Smith, with their problem. And he came up with a solution! He changed the rules for write-in ballot polling. See, the way... <laughs> Ballot write-ins worked is that the intent of the voter is all that matters. So, for example, if I wanted to, dr wanted to vote for Travis Lee in my write-in vote, I could write anything that implies his name. Tarvzy T. Lee. Lee T-Boy. Titty Lee. <laughs> so on. All right. So if, if the intent is obvious, then it gets... Yeah, so everyone, everyone on... Uh, in November, you're going to go to the polls. You're going to put Travis Titty Boy... And they're gonna know. Yes. Yeah, what party? Yeah, my vote. My what's party? your party? Um, yeah, Mike's your party. party? Penis out party. Uh, <laughs> well, if you're a write-in, you don't have a party. Well, yeah, but you're an independent who didn't get their name on the ballot. But, it, but if I had to have a party, it'd be the penis out party. Uh, we're all about having a fun time. We're all, it's a party party. That's our catchphrase. It's the party party. I, it's a real party. I love how the initials of penis out party are yeah, just pop. Pop, the pop party. 
So, to make sure that this write-in shit did not work for Brinkley's, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, work out for Brinkley, they changed the rule for this election. So, to vote for Brinkley, you'd have to write J.R.Brinkley. And any variation of that would be thrown out. No doctor, it must Ugh. have the periods, no John. Ew. In short, on, electric, on election day, Kansas tossed out around 40,000 votes for Brinkley. That's f- and he still came close to winning. That's fucked. Wow. Yeah. Thank God. Jesus Christ. Thank God for greasy political gerrymandering. Dude, all yeah, right. right. See, mm. at first I'm like, this guy's weird. He's putting fucking balls and balls. But now I'm fucking like, fuck yeah, stud bruh. I want you to win the election, dude. Yeah, dude. Get, he's gonna if if he's gonna give you an erection, he should win the election. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Is that on a like a fucking button or something I can buy? I don't know. He should have had me on the team. You know, like Rockus Dukakis. Yeah, I, <laughs> like election for erection. Tip so, canoe and Tyler too. There you go. Mm-hmm. Now his next move was even bigger, somehow. Unable to practice medicine in Kansas, he closed up shop and then moved to Del Rio, Texas, close to the Mexican border. Hmm. Mexico was where Brinkley decided to put his next radio tower. He was already tired with the U.S. federal law regarding broadcast standards, and the fact that he could only use a 5,000-watt broadcast tower pissed him the fuck off. He wanted more bass, dog. He wanted to, like, be like, bam, bam, the juice. (laughs) And the timing was perfect because the U.S. had just divided up radio frequencies amongst Canada and themselves, and they left Mexico with nothing making the Mexican <laughs> officials and Brinkley a perfect match of people who had been fucked by the American government. So they gave Brinkley a license for a 50,000-watt radio station, and he started construction immediately. Nice. After some time, the government allowed him to upgrade to 150,000 watts. Wow, Keep in mind that the, the, most, the most amount of wattage that an American is allowed to have is 5,000. And within a few months, he had grown to a million-watt radio station. This was now the most pop, uh, oh. the most powerful radio station in the entire world. Tom! It reached... A- He's making people sterile now. Oh, yeah. Tom, <laughs> I'm going to pause yes. right here. Is this the okay. dude that invented FM radio? No, this is AM. This still. is still AM? Okay, all right. Yeah. I was like, and I was going to get my mind blown again. No, no. Oh, that would have been pretty cool, actually, if he made that move. But no, he just hired a bunch of AM guys. So the new radio station, XER, is what you would call a border blaster. as it, It's within Mexico, but it could be received through the entire United States and 15 other countries. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's obscene, actually. Oh, yeah. Sheesh. 15 other countries. Are there even 15 countries? That's crazy. Oh, my God. The signal was so strong that locals could hear it in their bed springs. What? That's cool. I would hate that. Yeah. That's so cool. Th- it said that Russian spies actually used the radio station to learn English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my nice. God. Oh, is, is, he, is he still talking about his goat balls on his radio of station? Of course he is. He's slinging all of his charlatan medicines, and, yeah. and uh, he is lined up. So he, the KGB is just really confused oh, right now. He's doing hundreds of goat They're slices hyped. all day. Alright, so we, we are the KGB here, and uh, we like to learn English. Uh, goat penis. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, everyone, <laughs> and now, all of you say yes. goat penis. 
God penis da. comrade. So now he's he's not regulated okay. by the U.S. government. So guess what he's doing? He's selling more advertisement space because before they were like, "Oh, you're advertising your own product too much." They can't. They he wasn't uh-huh. allowed to take money for that much advertising. Now he could take all the money he wants. Yeah. So I think he was charging like seventeen hundred dollars an hour for rate for radio advertisement. Yeah. Now Woodbury Cream could could advertise on his product. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, a lot of talent started going there. Because this is the biggest radio station, you had a lot of hillbilly music folks, like the the Carter family, one of my favorites. They they really kind of started there. Um, mm. Del Rio became known as Hillbilly Hollywood. <laughs> and Brinkley made country music into uh, the popular music it's known today. Wow. I mean, think about it, like the Grand Old Opry was operating in the 20s, but their radio reach barely made it outside of, you know, the lower states. They were still in Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, that's really it. Yeah. So now when you see like weird northern uh, English folk that are really into country, it's because they were just listening in their bed springs. Pretty much. Yeah, oh, oh, I'm off. just trying to fucking <laughs> no off, sleep. There's no off Oi, switch on the just bed. Trying to fucking sleep. <laughs> so Brinkley <laughs> had uh, built a mansion a few miles away from his radio station, but on the American side of the border because he was a true blue American. Uh, he even ran oh. a private line from his house to the station so he could broadca- broadcast his his crazy talk while not even leaving the house. His bowel movements. Good. He had some plans to resume his whole goat gland operation even bigger in Del Rio. I think he rented a, uh, an entire hotel and took it over and started bringing in more people. Uh, Fishbine went to Texas State Medical Board to get Brinkley's license pulled, but they refused as the Great Depression was in full swing and any money brought into Texas was good money. <laughs> so, while doing all this operation down in Del Rio, Texas, he ran for... Governor in Kansas again, as he still had a house there. Uh, what the fuck? He used the radio station as a speaking platform and a campaigning device. He came in second. Hmm. He was kind of half into this one, you know? Ah. He didn't go as hard okay. as he did the first time. Uh, during that campaign, though, he invented campaign trucks. Trucks with loudspeakers that would go town to town uh, into the centers with a whole show and a pre-recorded message from Brinkley. With all the talking points. So you said, can- Remember, you said campaign great. truck. I heard Vangabus. You heard correct. <laughs> yeah. Remember, this is 1932. So when you heard an amplified noise of any kind, you stopped what you were doing and you listened. <laughs> so not only, so not only was this the invention of the campaign truck, but it was the first recorded commercial. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I guess they all were live. Everything was live before. So he was the first guy who was just like, I'll just throw it on a record and then put it somewhere. Wow. The states had it out for Brinkley, so they made a law making it illegal to pass signal through a current across borders via wire for broadcast. No more recording at home directly to the station. Oops, doesn't matter. Brinkley just invented the pre-recorded commercial and was able to just do this anyway via Mexican runner. Oh, wow. Loopy holes. So, uh, Mexican interference? Well, we'll find out. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Now that he was really done with Kansas and politics, he packed up the rest of his things that he had there 
He demolished all the buildings that he had and moved the practice uh, to full-time in Texas, uh, taking half of Milford mm. with him. Ah. The, the Del Rio people were psyched. They wanted some of that goat ball money, <laughs> and De- Del Rio yeah. began to flourish. It's so hard to keep remembering that he's the goat ball man, because now he's just doing everything. No, it, it, I've remembered the entire time he's okay. Mr. Goatball. Well, you're smarter okay. than I am, Cody. I don't have a good memory. I'm just thinking he's, he's a politician that's reinventing America, but he actually, deep down inside, he's just thinking about what type of ball sack he could in, impose on you. Yeah, impose on my balls, please. <laughs> in 1934, the Mexican government had some mixed feelings on the radio station. It had gained them enough negative attention from around the world, and they decided that they had enough payback on the U.S. and called it a day. So they revoked Brinkley's license, even though he tried to bribe them with bags of cash, which usually works in Mexico. Yeah, weird, right? But but Brinkley loved to hear the, the sound of his manly voice, bro. He was just like, <laughs> I need this radio going hard. So his move was to buy out little other border blasters. Just hop along. And before the Mexican government knew he was there, he was already on to the next one. Oh, oh okay. Gorilla, gorilla, gorilla border blasting, if you will. Right. And while he was doing that, he came up with a plan with his lawyers to take the Mexican feds to court because they were actually breaching a contract and saying that they, that they were going to take away his license. You see, he was savvier this time. He wanted it on paper. Ooh. So... He went right back to broadcasting at his million-watt radio station. <laughs> Good for everyone. <laughs> so his radio game nice. is on point. His hospital services are booming in Del Rio. He's sending out literature uh, in his practices. He's really heavy on the whole mail campaigning for both his practices and the political shit. He's got about $12 million in the bank during the Great Depression. Wow. That's a lot of, that's a lot of scrail. Oh, wow. You could probably Damn. buy, like... Right. You could There's probably a buy, like, a... A bathtub full of gack with that amount of money. <laughs> Maybe two. A bunch of yeah. bathtubs, yeah. He wanted to uh, streamline his enterprise, though. The goats were getting in the way. So he kind of stopped <laughs> dealing with goats. Um, oh, you can't forget your roots, But he doesn't man. give up on ball slicing altogether. Hear me out. Okay. He just doesn't want to slice goat nuts anymore. So his new game is giving vasectomies. And while he was giving the vasectomies, he would add a little chemical called... Mercuritrome, which made the urine a, a weird color for a couple days. Science, it worked. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, didn't do anything. Any it, medical benefits though? No, it's just a vasectomy. no. Well, it's like fucking hey, and not have. If extras. I'm gonna have a vasectomy, you better sti- You better sound me with a sparkler when I'm done. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> Travis, this dude, is this is a this is a. You're off Congratulations! Be, be quiet. People listen to this yeah, show, people you people are fucker. like, hey, congratulations, you can't have children anymore. Sparkler sounded into your tip, like American freedom. Sounded. Sounded. America. My right. So he, so he says it has the same effects as the goat transplant, and if someone really, really wanted to be part goat, if, if someone really, really wanted to be part goat, he would perform the operation, but at an obscene price. Mm. And there were... Very wealthy people who were like, no, I still want to be goat dog. I don't want to just get snippet. So he adopted somewhat of an airline model for the prostate softening treatment that he had created as well. So there was an, a, a, fuck. a 
economic ball reach around kind of thing for 150 bucks, a premium economy nut jabbing for about 750, and the business businessman reach well, around was a thousand bucks. Are you really going to cut corners when it comes to a testicle operation? Well, it's more. This was a uh, service they did to make the the prostate loosen up because you see he had other ventures going he had opened a, a an entire hospital for cancer treatment which obviously everyone died at <laughs> but dude you sometimes oh, you just gotta wow. get up in there and just milk it milk that prostate and that's what this man is doing yeah as an american man he's just he's making that pus come out of that butthole he's seven percent milk yeah <laughs> gross so had to be done guys I'm gonna. Uh, can you guys agree with me that John R. Brinkley had it all? Yeah, he's up there, man. Yeah, he's fucking rich during the Great Depression. <laughs> rich during the Great Depression, I would say that he's ball rich. Which, I mean, you could be rich, yeah, but but being ball, ball rich, tycoon, ball tycoon, right? He hasn't put. I don't. The only thing that I think is wrong about this guy is that you said he never did an operation on himself. Uh, not a ball operation. So what's wrong with you, dude? I would have put so many. I would uh, basically. You ever seen those people? That, maybe he. Uh, collect, maybe he already comes like a champion, Travis. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, people that it. collect insects and yeah. tack them up. Sure. Right? I would have gone to every continent. Including Antarctica, where there's penguins. And I would have inserted balls into my scrotum. You're a sicko. From that every continent. That is a really fun idea, actually. I like that. Well, let's make some Patreon content. Like yeah. That. yeah, let's... <laughs> right. I would love okay, to do so that. Okay, so now that we know he's he's got it all, he has the option to put balls in his body, he decides not to, but, you know, because he's got it all. Um, when you have it all, you put it all in a book. So he hired a poet named... Clement Wood to write his life story okay. entitled Life of a Man. <laughs> oh, that's a good Why name. is that the funniest shit so far? The book had very little Holy truth God. to it and drew comparisons between Brinkley and men like Galileo. Ignaz Semmelweis, <laughs> the man responsible for washing hands in medicine, and even Jesus Christ. Oh. One passage... Yeah. Oh. oh, well, Jesus was tacked him by his whole body up on the cross. I tack the scrope to a board <laughs> before I add. Nuts so one passage worth men worth mentioning. Uh, one passage worth mentioning is the where are they now bit a chapter which <laughs> tells the fate of the evil men on the Kansas medical board shortly after they revoked his this genius's license. Bastards. Uh, Dr. Dr. Jenkins was shredded to death by a locomotive. Dr. Hissom was, uh, he he died from a broken heart after his son died in a terrible accident. And Dr. Ross's wife left him, and Ross himself lost his mind, and and was even seen full-on Bildo Treve in Lenore drag. Do you guys understand that King of the Hill reference? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he went cuckoo and dressed up Good. in his wife's clothing and was like, I'm my wife. I'm pretty lady. <laughs> uh, sounds like, yeah, sounds, like fun. sounds like like he needed an extra set of right. nuts. So, uh, of course, Brinkley stated that he was saddened by the news of these men's 
lives falling apart, and he wished them no ill will, but for some reason, anyone who crossed paths with this genius was doomed to some kind of terrible fate that was out of his control. Now, yeah. little spoiler, these are real men, and none of that happened. I was going to say, <laughs> how hard um, was he fact-checked? Um, he, he does not, sir. This man is, this mm. is what makes him a real man. He's interesting to women because he doesn't need to fact check. He just says what's on his mind. There you go. Um, of course, <laughs> nobody got into, in Brinkley's way of being rich, except perhaps Brinkley. His spending habits were insane toward the ends of his career. His mansion was a spiritual predecessor to the Neverland Ranch. A dozen acres with 800 bush. Uh, an 800 bush landscape, a fountain capable of light shows, a dozen Cadillacs out front just for show, exotic animals from the Galapagos, including a penguin. There you go, Travis. Ooh. A pool there with a, a pool yeah, with its face mosaicked in it three times. <laughs> uh, people drove from all over just to look at his house at night as it lit up like nuts. Wait, what? Like, like, well, he like had the huge nuts? water fountain that I just said was capable of light shows, and he would sit there with his oh, little organ and, and trigger the stuff, and the people would go, ah, that's balls. <laughs> das balls. <laughs> Have you guys ever... Um, I'm surprised. You know, there was a while back, I know this is kind of dated, but they're talking about, like, bedazzling beards, where they, like, put flowers and, like, glitter yeah. in beards. Yeah. Right? yeah, that's for... That's for uh, very soft men who definitely need to go visit this Brinkley. <laughs> yeah, home. but what about bedazzling your nuts? That was visiting Brinkley. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I'm saying nowadays, I mean, obviously, I wish I could put some extra balls in there. It might make it more fun and make it one of, like, one of those um, stress balls. Nah. But just putting glitter, putting glitter down there. You can do that, know, dude, anytime you want. It's not a surgical process. It would be itchy. I know, but I... Yeah. Okay. All right. As long as we're all in agreement, that's awesome. Yeah, glitter on your balls suck. <laughs> shut up. Just shut up, Travis. <laughs> shut up, man. We're trying to talk about guys and how hard they get. Um, dude, not anything we're talking gay about us. like that. That's weird, dude. Don't... That's not even... That's not even There's that. nothing wrong with being cool. gay. It's, it's just not... What, I don't know why you're saying that. I'm talking about uh, the, the birds. Have you ever seen birds that... Uh, you know, the male bird does a show, and it gets very colorful. I think my nuts need to look as colorful as those birds to attract the female. Wow. <laughs> well, I think you should go for it, dude. You should take pictures and send them hey, to you all of our friends. Go tie-dye your penis. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, so... Dude, my shaft is very multi-tied. <laughs> the tides stick, as they call the it. The tides turn is when you're turning upwards. <laughs> <laughs> when you're looking at the bottom part of it, the tide has turned. <laughs> so now, he has this gaudy-ass <laughs> mansion that's, uh, it's, it's very tacky. The whole mm -hmm. thing, there's so much money put into it, and it's super tacky, and everyone hates it. Um, except they want to look at it, because it's the Great Depression. So anything that's <laughs> fantastic, by any measurement, is exciting. Yeah, you could throw, like, a um, soup can in the street. People will wrap around the block to look at it. Like, oh, look. Food. Imagine That's true. That, yeah, imagine someone from the Great Depression going to a Chuck E. Cheese what, today, or like nineteen twenties yeah, right. Great Depression Chuck E. Cheese. 
like 19, yeah, 1920s Great Depression. And had that back then. <laughs> like Travis. there's a there's a uh, an anatomic rat, animatronic rat, and he's dancing for the boys and girls. Oh, <laughs> I can have pizza. <laughs> pizza. <laughs> so anyway, back to Brinkley. Brinkley didn't want to spend his whole year there. Um down in Del Rio, because even though he had this fucking stupid house uh, with terrible color coordination, it was hot in Del Rio. I can imagine. He's like, I don't like this too much. So, over the course of the summers, he would go out and do things like fishing. In fact, over the course of three summers, Brinkley bought three yachts. The Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Yeah! If you have three yachts, there's no other acceptable name. He's going to discover <laughs> Cock Island. Cock America. So, he hired a crew for each one of them, made them wear little uniforms with his name on them. <laughs> Ew. Uh, the doctor would march around the deck wearing an admiral's uniform, sword included. Uh, this is how he spent his summers, cruising the Atlantic, sh- fishing. He actually broke the record for the biggest tuna caught in the Western Hemisphere, coming in at 788 pounds. That's a fat boy. Holy shit, so that's a fat yeah. fish. Did he catch it with his dick? Yeah, man, he's got that fucking... He's putting his own cock in as the worm. Got that hooked cock. And that big fish is like, man, I'm tired of those tiny worms I keep saying. I want that big <laughs> worm. Yeah, but not big enough to scare the 780-pound <laughs> fish away. Right. So... Dude, it's just the... It's the female tuna that are like, going oh, after man, that Oh, man, I gotta worm. put on some lipstick and eat that worm. <laughs> 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 I hate, I hate, I hated all of that. <laughs> is this what furries do? Is this how we go? If I met a furry, furry who was just like, yeah, identify as a tuna, I'd be like, you're much cooler than those fox people yeah. and shit. You're, 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 you're in your own league. You're a scaly, not a furry. Yeah. That's what the movie League of Their Own is all about. <laughs> yeah. Rosie O'Donnell playing a 788 pound tuna. It wouldn't be go, too hard. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Coach, go, go put me in, Coach. Go, I'm a catcher. Uh, so, so uh, Brinkley's got all this shit going on, right? He's he's batting a hundred right now, but pretty bad. We can't forget about Fishbine. See, Fishbine's still out there, and for a while, he's focusing on taking down other quacks because he had a little victory with Brinkley. Okay, but in his heart, he knew that Fishbine. Uh, he he knew that his own 788-pound tuna was still swimming out there in the seas of gullibility, raking in more than ever. Hmm. By chance, both Fishbine and Brinkley were doing their summer vacations in Europe. Fishbine enjoying the culture of Greece, England, ah. and Brinkley enjoying the Nazis, as he, oh. as he had become <laughs> a huge Hitler fanboy. Oh! There it is. <laughs> There's the cherry on top. Full circle. Well, Fishbine <laughs> and Brinkley ended up taking the same luxury liner home. The two had never met before in person because really? Fishbine um, deliberated with his papers and stuff from Chicago. He never was at either of those hearings. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure the conversation started. Uh, you know, Brinkley's like, uh, uh, "What's your name? Oh, Fishbine. Oh, okay. Uh, you ever met that guy Hitler? Kind of a cool dude." And Fishbine's like, oh, oh, weird flex, but okay. Are you saying? 
What are you saying? That Jews are apes? What was that? <laughs> no! <laughs> the uh, best anyway. defense ever. No! No! I gotta believe him. Uh, so yeah. the two had never met before in person, and apparently while on board, their, their two sons had a good time playing with each other on deck. They were just hanging out like a bunch of kids. When Brinkley found out who was abo- aboard the ship, he went to confront him. Now, his version of confronting him was walking up to Fishbine while he was lounging, not saying a word, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. storming off. Oh. Fishbine had noticed him, but didn't acknowledge him. And uh, he just saw him running away and was just like, man, fuck this guy. <laughs> That's weird. But but this this sparked Fishbine's interest in fucking him up again. Just seeing him there walking up, not saying anything like a coward and walking away. So, imagine bumping into your nemesis at the buffet of a sandals yeah. resort. That's what we're dealing with right now. Yeah, pretty much. So, Brinkley wasn't thinking much about Fishbine by the time he got back to America. He was thinking about how he can make America run more like Nazi Germany. And great. Endorsing again. far-right politics and leaning into anti-Semitism in his border-blasting station. He adopted this very quickly. Hmm. Uh, he even had the tiles in his pool redone to display little swastikas. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, so that one, that's oh. actually still around today, because the, the house is a historic monument in Del Rio, the tiny town oh. with, uh, uh, where I'm pretty sure Del Taco was named after. <laughs> I actually went to a house, they did an open house in um, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so I'm I'm walking around this house. There's like a underground swimming pool they had. It was like really decadent. And you know we're walking around, and I I walk outside, and all of a sudden I look down at the tiles. A little bunch of swastikas out front. I think that was a thing. A lot of the uh, the, the I mean, meaning aside, the swastika is a very cool looking symbol. And <laughs> when you have a bunch of racists in America who like Hitler and hate Jews. They're going to put in some tile that looks like that very pleasing symbol. Yeah, I think that's it. I think, you know, yeah. <laughs> yep. Hey, look, I, yeah. uh, of course, nobody in their right mind likes a Nazi, but I'm just saying line work. Swastika, I wish they hadn't taken it from the Buddhists, is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm Jewish. Come on, get off me. I know. Um, yeah. His medical <laughs> business started falling apart, too. Uh, as another sham doctor opened up in Del Rio while Brinkley was on vacation. The local government didn't want to kick the new guy out, so Brinkley re- relocated one of his hospitals to Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. Now he had to do this crazy commute every other week or so between the radio station and his new place in L- Little Rock. Uh, there he introduced his new take-home medicine, Chemical 1020, adding it to the cost of the operation, the vasectomy we've already talked about, claiming it was an antiseptic and would help patients with recovery. It was root beer. This was an additional $100 on top of the already expensive surgery. Yeah, what is the chem- chemical 110? It's called, yeah, chemical 1020. We'll talk a little bit more about it later. Um, as you would like to say, uh, remember that for later, I got uh, sure. foreshadowing. <laughs> Don't worry, you're foreshadowing. Now, back in Chicago, Fishbine started working on his new piece, Modern Medical Charlatans, a two-parter that covered all of Brinkley's lies and scam work. Hmm. When the piece was published, Brinkley was furious, 
Fishbein wanted to put everything out there and piss Brinkley off to the point where in 1938, he would sue for libel and $200,000 in damages. Brinkley did just hmm. that. He took the bait. Brinkley thought the symbolism behind that case would help him with the mounting malpractices cases flooding the doctor's practice. So he's got all these malpractice cases. He sees this this article as a chance to go, hey, world, I'm a real doctor. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I have yeah. enough people. I have enough witnesses. That's the one I thing Brinkley doctor. never... He always had support from the people. That never wavered. Yeah. He had cases well, that did not work, but they were always severely outnumbered by those who who had faith in him. Mm. Well, here's the thing. Like, have you ever looked at the cookie of Malamar? Oh, what God. the fuck? What? Have <laughs> you ever seriously looked at the cookie, the Malamar? Is the Malamar a cookie? I thought it was just a chocolate-coated I don't think I've. I don't think I've ever eaten a Malamar. Yeah, well, it's a cookie, and then there's a marshmallow on it. Have you thought, wow, that Malamar would look great to plump up my ball sack? Is that malpractice to think that? No. Or is it malpractice to do it? Do it. That's why it's a malpractice. It's a bad thing to do. No, because Travis. here's the thing. Your imagination can 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 start a, an empire of, of, of fucking leprechauns. <sighs> Where do we go from here, Tom? Dude, oh, he had he he had way too much to drink. If no, if there's if there's a if there's like a way to appreciate the world, it's through leprechauns. And he's just trying to give you that leprechaun gold. I don't know if there's this is literal. This is he's he's going for something. Yeah, should is we there ignore an analogy? Do we ignore ignore him for five I mean, the minutes? Podcast Maybe podcast is not going to do itself. Oh, no. Dude, you just don't understand. All there's right, so fine. many things involved. Sure. All right, Cody, Mike, yeah. and myself, we don't understand Travis. I'm going to continue. Um, yeah. He saw this uh, showdown between the, the two of them in this lawsuit as a, um, a fight between the Christian Aryan nation and Fishbein's Jewish conspiracy. Uh-oh. This was the downfall of Brinkley. Brinkley hired a bunch of goofball lawyers that yesed him to death. Brinkley was absolutely confident that he was going to win this trial. By the way, it's very hard to win a libel trial because it's very hard to prove a lost damages. I mean, um, ah, loss in income. Mm -hmm. uh, he, especially since he's one of the richest men in America. Yeah. Uh, so he had this thing in his head since he had fooled so many people in the country that he'd be able to do the same in court. He believed that his knowledge of the law would make this easy to win. In reality, mm. he had no understanding of the law. Yeah. He believed all the bogus prescriptions and tonics he was selling would be protected as trade secrets, and there's no way that the defense could use this as evidence against him. He didn't oh, think people boy. can just go in and look at the fucking stupid prescriptions he was putting out. I mean, I feel like that was also Hitler's defense. These are trade secrets. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> I'm making pizzas with these ovens. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I, the guy's a fucking Nazi sympathizer. He's borrowing from Hitler. Trade secrets. Oh, yeah. Trade secrets. You're right. No, you, you know, you're right, but shut up. Um, we, keep, we keep our secrets <laughs> in Auschwitz. Just, just a regular village. 
Don't go. Don't check on it. Don't check on don't, it. Don't go there. That's where we make you pizza. <laughs> the garlic is so stinky there. <laughs> oh, Stay God. away. Terrible. So anyway, he's he's like, oh, there's no way I'm going to lose this one. I got so many people that will come to with me to the courthouse and testify on my behalf. There are so many people. Del Rio, Milford, they'll love me. <laughs> yeah. Now. With that, he thought that Fishbein was scared of him. But Fishbein was a real man. And he Uh-oh. he wasn't really scared of him at all because he knew the law a little bit better and was like, it's a libel suit. He's not going to win this. We're, hmm. we're, he's basically just giving us a platform to make it public how stupid he is with a goddamn judge. <laughs> so to quote, uh, to quote Brinkley about how he felt about this whole Fishbein thing. Fishbein was so afraid of me and my wife on shipboard that every time we got near him, he ran away. The man lived in mortal fear of meeting me face to face. One day he was sitting on deck reading a book. I stopped in front of him and gazed at him. <laughs> and the man actually turned green. A Jew doesn't turn white when he's scared. He turns Ooh. green when he's afraid. Oh, so that's kind of funny. So it just it says a lot about his confidence, his racism. It's just like, it, yep. you know, it's all there. Uh, it's, I heard that joke from my friend Goebbels. <laughs> He's a joke thief, too. Yeah. Do you guys see that picture of that white supremacist online with the with the titties? Oh, yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that one's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I love it. What a chump. I mean, he's just like standing there. He's like. Uh, what was the quote? It was like the 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 master race. Yeah, uh, I, I, like that. I like the quote I saw, which was uh, "hormone Garing." Right <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I didn't write that, but I saw that, and I, I was like, "Hell yeah, that's funny as fuck." Anyway, uh, I laughed. Take... I was like, "Lol online, lol, lol heart." I hearted it. I liked it. Brinkley had a ton of unwavering followers, mostly women who wanted to show support of making an alpha male of their beta. <laughs> Thanks for making yeah. our husbands hard, they would swoon. Yeah. Or something like that. Sure. <laughs> On the first day of trial, the Del Rio courthouse was packed. Witnesses praised Brinkley's work to cross examiners for the first half. But then things started falling apart for Brinkley. Why is that? Uh, thank you for asking, Mike. Uh, his hospital employees showed that they really had no idea what was happening at the f- facilities. On day two, Brinkley's lawyer brought in a line of patients that had nothing but good things to say about Brinkley. And as soon as the first patient sat down, Fishbein's lawyer objected. Fishbein's lawyer objected, claiming that this federal court was much stricter than any Kansas medical board and testimony other than expertise would open up the floodgates for endless stream of persons talking about their experience and the fact that all the pending malpractices suits weren't allowed to be submitted as evidence uh, because they were pending suits. It would create an unbalanced scenario. You understand? I feel like mm-hmm. that's been my adult life pending suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What are you wearing today, Travis? Jeans and a t-shirt? Yeah. Suit pending. Still pending. (laughs) So upon uh, the court hearing this, uh, court was adjourned for the rest of that day. 
and the Honorable Judge R.J. McMillan mm-hmm, agreed mm-hmm. that the only cross-examination of witnesses would be that of experts. I love when experts come in. Like the well, guys I from mean, the Weather Channel, they're like, guess what? We got the Doppler. We're experts. Real feel. Well, think about it. If they were allowed <laughs> to have every single patient or person that worked with Brinkley to come in and sing his praises, they would be there for six months. Yeah. And, kinda... and it's just like, no, nah, I just want to hear like what doctors have to say about this. And let's yeah, pick this you, apart. Tom, you kind of like nowadays, like I don't think you're allowed to bring in just regular old character, like non-direct character references anymore. Because like that's labeled as like hearsay in American courts. Even if it's like well, someone like those are called char- those are called character witnesses, and they're allowed yeah. sometimes. I, I, like they're allowed through like letters, I think only like nowadays. There, Unless it, it's like it depend, some high It depends on shit. the case, like yeah. a murder case or something really drastic. It's fine. Mur- you know, white collar crimes they don't really do that shit. All right, so if you're also trying to pass the bar, uh, we could pass the bar for you here on Roast Mortem. Oh, I forgot we're offering the service. Now. Yeah, we are now. Here, here's a candy bar. Patreon.com slash Cast. You could pass the bar for only only a dollar a month. Can I pass the bar? <laughs> Mike, you, you already passed it. That's how that's oh, how low sick. we go. You don't even remember passing it. And you've got you can It was that easy. You can practice a lot, Mike. It's just Congratulations. You're you're you an amazing what? man mm-hmm. now. I'll see you in court for saying that. Oh shit! <laughs> Look at Mike, a regular old Salino and Barnes, both of them combined. They called me smooth here, Honor. Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, regardless, um, regardless of our our personal uh, lawyer situation, uh, this fucked up Brinkley's whole plan because he was going in there like so many people love me. I'm gonna walk right in there. Yeah, I know the law. He didn't know the law. No. Uh, but he's like, I know a lot. You just bring a bunch of people to say you're a good guy, and then everyone's okay. Uh, Perfect. So that, that didn't really work out. So court continued with medical professionals undermining every practice that Brinkley exercised. Uh, his patented <laughs> chemical 1020 was found to be just water and blue food dye, not only making it useless, but dangerous to inject. Oh, I was like, So he's literally shooting up like sugarless Baja blast into penises and that's, thinking that's perfect yeah okay there you go yeah so uh, our <laughs> friend James on the that came on the show for Darwin he has an allergic oh, yeah, reaction yeah. to blue food dye and I was allegedly I allegedly took a substance that made me very hyper and this man had a blue food dye allergic reaction we don't really monitor blue food dye in the U.S., but they do overseas. And he was as jazzed as I was. Wow. So you on <laughs> copious amounts of cocaine uh, were feeling the same thing that a man on blue food dye was. Wow, it's allegedly. Allegedly, not even what you're talking about, but allegedly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's sure. true, dude. Dude, that, that's, that's just true. People... People are affected by blue food dye. Another reason that fish, um, that uh, Brinkley shouldn't have used it. Anyway, Fishbine's lawyers then read depositions from Brinkley's old quack partner, Crawford, who was currently in jail. Mm. Crawford had written a 
detailed report of all their old flim flammery. So the doctors are like, oh, you mean 20 something years ago, you were shooting people up with electric German medicine that was just water and food dye. And here you are today shooting up people with water and food dye. That's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's a doctor. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, Mike, yeah, I agree. Excellent. I didn't realize that until now, Mike. Bro, keep in mind this guy's the bro. Okay. Keep in mind he's a bro. Thank you, Mike, for pointing that out. He's a doctor. Doctor <laughs> wisdom. Uh, when Fishbine took the stand, he was questioned by Brinkley's lawyer. He was ready to go, firing off answers to questions with all the research backed up so fast that the judge had to tell him to slow the fuck down. <laughs> Brinkley's lawyers then went through the entire article of modern medical charlatans, and Fishbein backed up every case made in the article about the profiteering of a quack. Mm -hmm. All the fake cure-all medicines with the unethical markups that if by any chance were true should have been shared with the medical community to help mankind. The carelessness of his radio diagnosis show. The crippling dead patients. And the one million dollar year salary that was well over a hundred oh, times nice. what an actual doctor made at this time. Oh, I didn't realize that. Wow. So this is the mid this is the nineteen thirties. This is in the the Great Depression. So a doctor the, might hmm. make thirteen thousand dollars a year if they do well. So this is like doctor but most of them were making seven thousand. This is like Doctor Oz today, who's like yeah, all you have to do is just like that. eat blueberries and you're gonna have not have cancers, kid. Shove kale under your eyelids. Yeah, put antioxidants in your penis and then call it a dick. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Anyway, doctors who had uh, -huh. uh th there there was records of doctors who had treated patients of Brinkley um, who who were basically botched at Brinkley's hospital. Like, people who had really nothing wrong with them who walked in were just like, eh, it's kind of hard to get up every now and then. He, it is. He, he killed those people. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. He did terrible things to those people. Dude, you can um, always stimulate the God. clitoris using a soft penis. Pro tip. <laughs> Pro tip, yeah, that's true, but, you know... It's the least professional tip I've ever heard. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. But write that one down, Travis. The the important part of Fishbein's describing of, of Brinkley and breaking him down for what he really was was defining lines between what was business and what was medicine. Mm -hmm. You understand? He's like... Look at how much money this guy is fucking making. Like, people who give a shit about humanity don't do that. Like, yeah, we get it that we're figuring medicine out and some things work and some things don't. But when people are earnest about it, they share it with the community and they spend their time yeah. doing that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but uh, what happened so today like then? I feel like there's so many medical people today that are like, look at Reiki people. They don't even touch anyone. <laughs> Again, that's <laughs> quackery. That's qu chiropractic is quackery. Um, you know, basic waters, quackery, all these things, crystal healing, Reiki, that's quackery. And, and it's really hard to put, firstly, you don't want a government telling you what you can and cannot do. You just don't, you want them to make sure people aren't hurting other people. 
Now, Reiki, yes, they're stealing people's money, but they're not even touching them. Yeah. So you can't tell them not to do that, you know? It's basically like a social Darwinism, like, you're too dumb to have money. Yeah, exactly. I don't care. Like, dude, whatever. If you want to charge people for a bag of, of shitty water and say that it's good for... It's good for putting in your bathtub, but don't drink it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. Whatever. That's called gamer pee. Gamer girl This guy's pee. slicing open testicles <laughs> and sending people home paralyzed and shit like that. And he's claiming he can fix cancers and people are just dying in his hospitals. Okay. It's not like, this is not like chiropractic where it's like, okay, it kind of feels good. I mean, they told me it's going to make me live forever, but <laughs> it still feels good. And they, it still loosens me up. It had nothing. Absolutely nothing. So anyway. The next day in court, Brinkley took the stand and painted the story of his life and practices in the bright light that he had been painting them in for years. He was a pro at making himself look good. He'd been all, doing all this radio shit. He's a personality. Um, his own lawyer, as expected, threw him softball after softball question. PR friendly shit. He was killing it for the jury. Uh, he was like, all right, I'm making up for all this, like, you know, the, these medical jargon things that we were talking All about. All right, so Mr. Brinkley, do you like penis? Oh, uh, yes. Yes, sir, I do <laughs> like it. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Let me make you hard. Mr. Brinkley, would you ever hurt a penis? No, sir, I would not hurt a penis. Mr. Brinkley, uh, would you make a penis better? Yes, sir, I would make a penis better. Case closed! <laughs> Case closed, make my penis better. Thank you, sir. Can so, I can I interject interject some Cody nerdery? Sure. Uh, you know what the base of testimony means? And the, the, this is like just tickling me. Like the base of testimony means like testicle promise. Because like back in like old Athens, like Greek days, like you didn't swear on like your heart or the Bible. You'd literally put your hand on your balls and be like, I promise not to lie, otherwise you can chop these off. So this man is doing a testimony for testicles right now. What? And I'm just tickled pink. I love that. I love that you just nerded out on that one. I, That's fun and appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I did it. You, Cody, you get an A plus this episode. Mm. Mike, you need to say a few more things before you're finished with it. Um, <laughs> Mike gets an incomplete. A satisfactory. You you still have time. An S. You still have time. Travis always <laughs> oh, gets an F. So uh, then Fishbine's lawyer. Phallic symbol. Yeah, phallic. <laughs> F. Hard F. Hard F. Uh, so then Fishbine's lawyer, Clinton Brown, went in on Dr. Brinkley. The first thing in question was his ridiculous earnings. Now, nobody made a million dollars a year during the Great Depression except oil and steel tycoons. <laughs> It just mm. didn't fucking happen. Doctors weren't even close, so they're like, oh, what the fuck's going on? So Brinkley claimed, instead of making a million dollars... He made a hundred, hundred thousand? Cody, it's, it's, this is a joke for you. Uh, he made eleven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's, that's great. I like this. Yeah, so oh, that's ele- $1.1 million, and he just... Phrased it very strangely. <laughs> $1,100,000. In fact, he refused the, to use the word million in court. So he kept using that phrase. They were like, so $1.1 million? And he's just yeah, like, yes, yeah. that's right. $1,100,000. And, uh... Genius. <laughs> 
So now he starts looking very shitty to the jury. He was looking pretty bad when they started looking. You know, they're like, oh, sup. And now it's like, oh, now, you, now you're lying. <laughs> so... <laughs> The, the violent drinking fits in the hospital, operating drunk, the fake degrees all came to light. The description of the ball slicing made the jury sick to their stomachs. <laughs> Tom, are you going to disclose the real information of the episode right yes. now? I am. Yes, I will tell you how it is. I'm ready. So, the variations of surgery were disturbing. Sometimes he'd give a man an entire goat ball. Other times, he'd slice a dude's ball open and throw a few slices of goat nut into a little pocket he just made on that man's ball. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, there was no rhyme or reason either. It was just whatever he felt like doing. Then, question about how the goat nut was actually grafted. Brinkley said, "Yeah, it really wasn't grafted. He just oh, tossed it no. in there, dude. So this is this is if you order a Long Island iced tea at a TGI Fridays." They have no clue what they're doing. They're just <laughs> dumping liquor into it. And uh, it's going to taste terrible. I, all their liquor's watered down. I know. I've tried to get drunk on their long end. I it's weird. Once, you can't do I just it. got a you sugar rush. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get diabetes before I get drunk. Yeah, it's it's a scary way to be. So anyway, this might be our one of our longest one. episodes. So thanks, everyone, who's still listening. And uh, sorry, if you're driving, you might want to pull over and throw up. Because it's pretty disgusting thinking about an exacto knife going into a testicle. Yeah, um, but please bring so, it up more. Hot. So no stitches to hold it in place. None so ever. Brinkley had been advertising <sighs> grafting for the last 20 years in the public court. Uh, I, I mean, in the, to, to the public. And in this court, he claims there's no grafting actually happening. Brinkley has shot himself in the so foot. Their balls are just hanging open? Yeah. Well, the the no, well, gra the, not stitching. Clothes. He stitches it back up, but like he's got a floaty ball in you, Mike. Yeah, he advertised that he was able to take the goat testicle in some way, like stick it onto your body, and now he's admitting that he's just treating your ball sack like a piggy bank and just <laughs> sliding it in there, and <laughs> if it sticks, it sticks. <laughs> so you have a rotting goat ball in your ball sack. Yeah, because it's not yeah. doing anything. It's just dead in there. It just dies in there. He made a little pocket for one too. Yeah, I mean, well, he would like sometimes he would slice up. Like I said, he would slice into an, a man's testicle to make a little <sighs> shape for his crater. Yeah, a little crater for him to mash some in there. But just did it for fun. He had like oh, no idea what the fuck he was doing. Dude, this um, is like this too. is like when you're a kid and you dissect a gusher. <laughs> this is this is like that, but with human testicles, yeah. organs. Yeah, I call yep. I call my scrotum a gusher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then Clinton Brown, Fishbine's lawyer, whips out Brinkley's biography, Life of a Man. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> was he able to plead that wasn't about me? It was just a man. <laughs> uh, no, no, he wasn't. As he published the book himself and didn't make anyone pay for it, he just sent it places via the mail uh, to potential clients and stuff. So he just sent this out as a giant marketing campaign. Now, one of the first things I didn't write down in the script, but I want to cover real quick, is that in the beginning, he talks about how his life started when he went to John Hopkins um I think it was John Hopkins University, medical university, as a 17-year-old boy, saying how 
I wanted to be, you know, he, talking to the dean, saying how he wanted to be a doctor. And the doctor, the dean was like, no, nah, you're a dirty boy. Get out of here. Uh, and then okay. it jumps ahead a few years, and it's just like, and then I graduated from this place. And it turns out that he was actually in jail for the original, uh, uh, original um, electric injections during this time period. So that was the first hint that n- this wasn't going to work because they had, they had the time frame figured out. Oh my god! Um, oh, so let me get back to what I wrote down. Maybe it's a little better. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I can't read him too drunk anyway. So Brinkley never read his book. He only dictated it, and uh, <laughs> we we can assume while he was hammered. So Brown. He's asking him all these questions, like, uh, do you claim to be the world's best, best doctor? And Brinkley goes, um, humbly, he tries to tone it down. He's just like, <laughs> I'm a good doctor, but I assume there's much better than I out there. And um, Brown would show him passages that he claimed in the book that he was the best doctor and all other doctors were fucking idiots. That's like if you ever Great. went back, if you could find, if anyone could find my, I was going to say my Tumblr, my live journal account. <laughs> yeah, you could probably see some things right. about me. Right. Um so not only not only does this this book not make any sense and he ends up shooting himself in the foot by hit, the lawyer asking questions be like, "Hey, uh what happened in this part of your life?" and he tells a lie and there's just like, "Well, right here in your book, you know, none of it lined up. He didn't write that he was married the first time in his book. It was all just made up flimflam." Um, technically that's mail fraud because it's a biography. So now the United States Postal Office has a case against him. Oh, shit. You lied. Yeah. So Brinkley is fucking done at this point. Wait, so you can't lie in your letters? You can't be like, guess what? I I, I love you. Not if it's a glorified (laughs) advertisement. (laughs) The fuck is wrong with you, Travis? Illegal. Uh... No, no, you, uh, apparently it, it was seen as an advertisement okay. because he self-published it. Oh, uh, boy. And it was it was de- designed to bring people in. And also there was a whole slew of other false advertisements that this guy brought in. Um, this guy was writing people and harassing people. Uh, people would sign up for his letter. He would basically just bully them. <laughs> um, you know, saying, oh, you haven't shown up yet. You know, first letter and the next letter being like, well, you're pretty a disappointing person. And the next time be like, uh, what kind of res- despicable man doesn't fall through with his 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 promises to come get his operation? Shit like that. So anyway, he gets hit with mail fraud uh, based on this testimony. The trial continued and Brinkley's fucking up and tripping on his word words the whole time. Eventually, the jury found that he had not been libeled and uh, found themselves in the favor of the defendant, Fishbine. The press went mad. Oops. The flood of malpractices suits came fast as ever. The IRS took note of the money coming in and ordered the shit out of this guy. This and guy like I said, post, Postmaster General went after him for mail fraud. So now you have a guy who was basically brought from like the most rich man in America to nothing in a matter of a month. Fuck yes. Wow. Hard. Yeah. I am like, that's so, the like hardest you- I've been the entire episode. You don't need to put a goat penis loose. Still a stud, if you ask me. Loose inside of me. Mm. <laughs> okay, guys, I know it's been a long one, so someone asked me how he did it. How's this idiot die? Fantastic. Uh, Brinkley yeah. was penniless now. 
Aww. having paid out everything he had to malpractice suits. His health deteriorated Sheesh. quickly. He had three heart attacks, and his <laughs> wow. his leg had to be amputated due to that fucking hardcore alcoholic circulation. Oh, no. Jeez. He didn't try putting goat hearts in or goat legs in on him? He was done. He knew he was a sham. He knew he wasn't the real man to get America hard. He <laughs> knew he didn't have that Alex Jones vitality shit. Uh, mm. He died of heart failure. May 26, 1942, in San, wow. San Antonio, Texas Hospital. He was buried in Forest Hill Cemetery in Memphis, Tennessee, where he met Minnie, where his grave is vandalized on a regular basis. Still? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, oh, there, there was I a statue so. of an angel on top of his thing, and that was just removed. That was just taken off by some vandals in 2013. Wait, who is vandalizing his grave, though? There's a lot of people down south who probably know a lot more stories word of mouth on this guy. Uh, you have to remember, you're learning stories, about this guy yeah. for the first time, but this is a huge, like, this is, this guy was bigger than Elvis to some right. people. My grandpappy uh, had sex with my grandmammy, and now I'm half goat. There you go. Yeah. Explains a lot. There was goat babies yeah. out there, man. It's true. Someone so, was out there with a pocket well, I, on their testicle. I like how you. I like how you were. <laughs> That's the thing Mike's fixating on the pocket in the ball. Yeah. Well, I like how you were talking <laughs> I think about that's it, Cody. insane. He's got a little like pocket protector in it for a little goat nut. <laughs> I like what you were talking about, Cody. It's like we don't need to worry about reptiles. What? We need to talk worry about goats. Goat tile. Goat tiles. Goat that's tiles. absolutely how English doesn't work. Dude, English yeah. is fluid. No, it's not, actually. That's a, that's a, no. You know why it's not? I mean, because I can't get drink say, enough. Because, because I get to make fun of you if it's not. You understand? Dude, I'm just saying, uh, guess what? The Vikings came in, they were like, I'm going to add a whole bunch of shouldna hoodnas. And everyone's like, my dick is so firm right now. Don't worry about it. And also, Vikings had cats, which is great. But anyway, Viking, <laughs> Vikings came over here and we're like, this place is going to be soft. Let's leave. <laughs> and left. Nah. Let's let the Spanish find this place. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, um, little post-mortem here. Minnie, his wife, lived in their tackily decorated mansion for the rest of her life, uh, sticking up for man at, her man at every chance she got until her death in 1980. Oh. Uh, oh. Their only time. son, John Richard Brinkley III, or Johnny Boy, as he would talk to him often on the radio, became an alcoholic and suicided himself in the late seventies. <laughs> Sick. Uh, Damn. Yeah. That's sad. Uh yeah, it's pretty sad. But because sad. Her goat well, testicles. She he had no idea how much of a sham his dad was until he was like thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. He thought his dad was like helping the world. For all of his years. Yeah, like and then all of a sudden this court came, a case comes up and he's just like, wow, my dad's embarrassing. I would drink. <laughs> I, I would have suicided earlier. Let's put it that way. Yes, yeah, wow. so that's not a embarrassing. That's just like, hey, guess what? Your life is a lie. That's like, look, <laughs> that's, that's nobody's perfect. Embarrassment. Different. Nobody's perfect, but there's recordings. Your life is a lie. No, th nobody's perfect or all that kind of whatever you want to say or, you know, everyone, everyone's an asshole. Um, but 
his dad had made lots of recordings for him talking about how an honest man is the only kind of man and how if he makes a dollar the wrong way or a million dollars the wrong way, it's worse than making a dollar the right way. And then he finds out his dad is that. So, like, really upsetting. Another note. Richard Linklater is currently working on a biopic about this man. Yeah. Starring Robert Downey Jr. playing the doctor himself. But I will have to say we probably just fuck that whole plan up by releasing this episode, which more people will listen to than that stupid movie that's probably going to make Mini really fucking hot. Uh, yeah. So Robert Down mm. Syndrome Jr. Uh, <laughs> no, <come> on the show. <laughs> I would love to have him on the show. Yeah, he he'll really want to be on the show after you just called him that. <laughs> well, we can say this, Robbie Down, Robert Robert Down Syndrome Jr. If you don't have a sense of humor, you won't come on the show. If you have a sense of humor and and Reddit likes you, uh, and they deserve to like you, then come on the show. I'm Good. drunk. Sorry, guys. I Tom. I, it was yeah, really hard. Reading. This is all just got, been a plea. I got like six pages into this fucking pamphlet, and I, oof. Tom, I had never <laughs> heard about this gentleman. How did yeah, you find out about him? Where did what was what was your research? Uh, like when did you put the goat ball into your research brain? <sighs> well, thanks for asking. Um, so I consider myself the star of this show. So what I need to sure. do every time is I I go through hundreds of people and I vet them. And I vet and I vet and I vet. And sometimes I give in to like the ones that people want to hear, like Jim Morrison. Not even that good of a story, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. Just a butthole. But then every now and then I find one like this. And I stick my finger into my ass. And I ask it a question like a like an eight ball, like I shake it. <laughs> and if I feel a little turd, okay. then okay. I'm doing that guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. I feel you. I feel you. We got a very Righteous. similar process. We're both creative minds. Everyone on the show has creative minds and creative rectums. Gross. Yeah. So you're gross. Thank yeah. you, Tom. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Uh, th- and and thanks episode. for all of our listeners. If you stuck it through, this is definitely one of our longer ones. Yeah. It's up there. I'm in my bed with my microphone right now. I know. I could tell. I could tell by the way your neck is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was our roast of Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Premium Rush. You've heard it first. Uh-huh. The movie. The, the man. He's still alive, but he was in Premium the Rush. The legend. He was. He sure as shit was. And I, and a uh, big, big shout out to our buddy Zwick for editing this one, because I'm not fucking touching it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do we have any other news uh, behind the scenes, perhaps? Dude, I'm all up behind the scenes right now. (laughs) Okay, Uh, what do you guys take us out? I'm going to stop talking now for the rest of the episode. Thanks for listening. All right, so if you're not subscribed to us, if you're not on patreon.com slash roastmortemcast, we are coming out with so much behind-the-scenes content. (laughs) I'm talking about a lot of behind-the-scenes content. Cody started it. Cody was like, Guess what? Yeah, we're going to do yep. BTS. And I'm like, all right, well, we're doing BTS. On a non-visual show, uh, we're doing BTS. And behind-the-scenes content is coming to a theater near you. We're going to be at Lowe's Theater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much our show. You could oh, can't wait. follow us on yeah, all of that... the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters. You could touch our tips at gmail.com. 
You could do a lot of things with your legs if you know how to use yeah. your legs and use them. Cody, you got anything else to this. say? Mike, you got anything Not else to say? Tom, you got anything else to say? after that. No. Nah. That was perfect. So bye. Entirely Thank you, Shane. I can't hear one word you guys said. <laughs> you, did, you missed absolutely nothing. Mike. I missed all. All right. <laughs> there's nothing Mike there's Thank nothing you important Mike did you want to know the did it you want to know it. how uh first humans learned stones learned stones uh, they, they found them yeah and then guess what they did they found Stonehenge one day they're like oh shit yeah and guess what they did with it they stones were, like, we're gonna make a podcast by hitting two stones together so thank you Shane goodbye <laughs> bye bye Thank you. Thanks. Behind the scenes. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>